97.3. More variety. The city is alive on 97.3. City 97.3. Accra. There can be no other 97.3. No need to change. Keep it tuned to city. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my neighbor. Good morning to life. Good morning. Music. Talk. Inspiration. In perspective. Express yourself. Good morning, my neighbor. City FM, your station. It's a refreshing lifestyle. City FM. 97.3 
25 minutes past the hour of 6. Joe Metal with a song called Kadosh. Kadosh means holy. It means it's different, it's distinct, it's sanctified, it's set apart. song beautiful song great morning great show brought to you every working day 6 20. all right Starting off with Business Sense, brought to you by ADB. Then we jump into the headlines for the morning. People touch your heart before they ask for your hand. People touch your heart before they ask for your hand. Your leadership begins as a caring connection before it evolves into a competence connection. Your leadership begins as a caring connection before it becomes a competence connection. Because people touch your heart before they ask for your hand. This is very important. Lots of people want to help people change. They want to help people do better. But they don't care about the people. So it starts as a caring connection. You must care enough to confront. You must care enough to correct. Now, if, if, we, if, if your leader stops correcting you, it means that they don't care anymore about your success. So the, the saddest day in the life of the protege is the day the mentor says, it's not worth it. I don't care if he does well or not. So people should care enough about you to correct you. Now, if somebody above you fails to correct you or chooses not to correct you, chances are they don't care anymore if you do well or if you don't do well. So don't see the correction and even the criticism as negative see it as evidence of caring for whom the lord loves them he chastens so if you are without correction then you become like a vagabond so leadership begins as a caring connection and it is shown through correction it begins as a caring connection it is shown through correction and then it becomes a competence connection lots of C's in there and same with our businesses so you you people have to love your product you have to love the show it's not because we tell the news everybody can say the news but the show must connect to the hearts of people first before it makes sense to them that's what we try and do that's why we share our lives that's why we share our anecdotes and our stories because it starts with love let love lead so this is Business Sense brought to you by ADB. We have great news for those who need a loan top-up. Call us on 059-384-4898. That's 059-384-4898. Let's talk about our special personal loan top-up. Offers better rates, extended payment periods. 
And essentially, it's better than the one you took before. ADB truly agree can more. City's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Lies above the noise. The real thing with you to me are everything. And this is still the City Breakfast Show. Picking up the pace with the newspaper review brought to you by Total Energies. Energizing your morning. That's what we're all about. With our ART, specially formulated quartz engine oil. Improves performance, improves protection, reduces mechanical wear and tear. Choose the oil that keeps your engine running younger for longer. We all want to be younger for longer. <laughs> oh, 
for somebody to give us age resistance technology. Oh my God, how much would you pay for that? You know you got the power. I can see Nathan is really enjoying the song, and yeah. I, you know you're sort of like playing the keyboard. Yeah, they, no, that's, that's my favorite part yeah. of the song is the strings. No, the part they, they did some, they, they did some modulation. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, modulate yeah, somewhere in the song. Like they just nice. moved that into the next level. Do you understand modulation? Modulation, but I thought you used to sing in a choir or something. Yeah, yeah, but that one that's different, No, 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 no. you know it, but maybe you don't know it's called modulation. So like they sing. You do everything, then they move. Yeah, yeah. Lots it's of like it's, it's, it's another note in the same yeah. key. Okay. No, no, no. So huh? when you modulate, you move to a different. Oh, key. rather. So you, okay. move, you jump. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. If you listen to a song like Easy Like Sunday Morning, mm-hmm. there's a modulation. Okay. There, right. If you listen, to this song has some. Mm. Um, Darwin, um, gospel guy Darwin Hobbs. They do three modulations in that song. In the same song. Yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> Why you have to bring Oga and do, and do music. Teach us the, how to. The, the real thing. This song came out in 1976. Oh, Sounds fresh. It means you are not even. You are not even. You are not even a black cloth in your mother's womb. <laughs> yeah. So but you see, that's, that's, that's the thing. You can do something so nice that yeah, I don't know. Many years after you're gone, it's, it's still yeah, there. The yeah. yeah. Group founded by a guy called Chris Amu. Is it? Liverpool. Are you kidding me? Yes. As in AMU. AMOO. So Ghana. Ghanaian. Chris Amu. Yes. Yeah. Oh, serious. Was he born here? <laughs> I can't tell that. Oh, where is his relatives? I want to see them. <laughs> there are many Amus in town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. we're just going to the headlines. This yeah, 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 yeah. In Ghana, we have our Ghana. own, which is Ethiopia. Ethiopia. You are changing the song. You are changing the key. You are changing the mood. You are changing everything. Just stay in key and give me the the headlines. The government says. Securing 3 billion IMF support. President signs three tax bills to pave way for government to back 4 billion Ghana CDs revenue annually. That's the whole story. That's the summary of the the angle of the story. Let me read it again. So it says. So it's it's almost like the headline says everything. Yes. Securing the 3 billion IMF support. President signs three tax bills to pave way for government to back 4 billion. Uh, revenue annually. Yes. Page 11. Yes. There are a lot of threes on the front page. Yes. Police are also probing to the death of three, whatever. Yeah, and the EC is to conduct the Kumeu by election on May 23. Mm-hmm. And ECG, the things they are doing, wow, they are making a lot, a lot, a lot of inroads, collecting money. And ECG How much have they received now? Uh, this, it, now they have targeted uh, 3.3 million um, Ghana cities. That's what they've collected in debt. I see. Um, from just two others or three others. Ma- wonderful. So <laughs> that's, that's the Ghanaian Times. Yes, the Daily Guide also has the Kumewu story. The EC has confirmed the dates for that by election and it adds that candidates will pay 10 thousand cities in other stories latvian foreign minister calls on president ekufadu and i returned to ghana for my husband aisha huang speaks kenyan nabbed for smuggling 11 a ghanian or a <laughs> just wanted to be yeah. sure mm. anyway kenyan nabbed for smuggling 11 kilos of cocaine hey. and imf boss lobbies for ghana mm. let me uh, take you to the chronicle uh, the big story that of the Kenyan woman allegedly caught um, for uh, smuggling cocaine. Uh, Kenyan drug mule 
busted at Kuktoka International Airport. That's the story on the front page, the big one. Also, we are encouraged by progress made by Ghana so far, according to the IMF. MPP pulls out all these stops in Kumeu by election. And we are not against you, Jatel's alleged coup plotters. The anchor says <laughs> homosexual cash hits anti-gay MPs constituencies. Some judge others re-election bid under siege. Christian Muslim community silent. Charlie, that's a heavy headline. STC bus carrying SHS students involved in crash. Angry ECG meter readers to abandon work Why? over hunger after MD's threat. <laughs> and Ketcher's wife entangled in ID fraud as confusion rocks at Memphis Central NDC. Mm. The new crusading guide says this morning, Ghana-Latvia deepen relations. Mm -hmm. uh, also, GES suspends Ghana school headmaster over uh, toilet dormitory. And Chieftaincy Minister in Boku Chiefs to explore avenues for lasting peace. Mm. The Foreign Affairs Minister is also on the front page this morning. And the story about that says, Foreign Minister calls for bilateral engagements with Italy on agriculture, trade, and security. Okay, I've got two papers on the economy, so let me give you that. One is the Economy Times, and it says, Job availability declines by 7.9% from January to February 2023. Mm -hmm. BOG hopeful of lower inflation. Government cautioned against fiscal offset in 2023 budget. Mm -hmm. And the BNFT says, Republic Bank financial statement. So they've put out their Q1 financial statement. Okay. Mm -hmm. Automated premixed fuel supply starts year end. All right. Time to rethink funding of free SHS <laughs> as energy transition threatens financing of policy. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And Netco owed 1.2 billion CDs by customers, mm -hmm. spends 120 million CDs monthly, but gets 85 million CDs. The finance says this morning ECG loses. 1 billion Ghana cities power to theft annually. Uh, MD appeals to public to report perpetrators. Uh, also, IGP unveils two major election security interventions. Again, Ghana armed forces, um, they have seized over 20,000 pieces of illegal explosives in Takwa. We brought you that story yesterday. And thieves steal 14 computers of blind students at Okwapimam mm -hmm. Senior High School. Thieves are doing what? They're they stolen 14 computers yeah. meant for visually impaired students. Anyway, that's that's all for me. Yes. Let, let me that's give you a I few quick headlines. Uh Mama Japs Akufuado's government over toilet dormitory at Ganasco. Government GS interdicts Fijai SHS headmaster over illegal fees. So this is the second headmaster has to step aside in probably as many days. Uh Nat says Stay off our pension funds. They are saying this to government. <laughs> Meanwhile, Fabak says three new taxes are a death warrant for businesses. Meanwhile, IGP is telling the or the police is telling the NDC and MPP, do your politics and allow us to do our policing. So stay in your lane. So we also stay in our lane. A few more headlines. UTAG is rejecting government proposed inclusion of pension funds in debt restructure. And then uh, Fix our roads demo case. Court discharges Francis Xavier Sosu. MyJoinOnline.com. We've broken all records regarding the IMF requirement for bailout. This is Ken Furiata. And then um, Akufuado signs three new tax bills into law. Meanwhile, World Bank has committed $250 million to Ghana Financial Stability Fund, according to the Minister of Finance. 
and then uh, if we go to citybusinessnews.com tourism sector can generate 1.5 billion dollars and numerous job opportunities according to the gss importers and exporters you know a wingo bit disappointed in akufado's ascension of the three or ascending of the three bills now i wanted to take you on our sports website thomas party misses out on fifa ea sports premier league team of the season nomination mm-hmm. and then uh, joseph pencil dedicates to go performance to gank fans mm-hmm. he's doing very well in belgium yeah he is. now i wanted to just point out a couple of things in sudan the death toll we are told has reached almost 200 a week-long power struggle in Sudan exploded into a deadly violence on Saturday, and according to Al Jazeera, 185 are dead. There are calls from all over the world for the hostilities to end, but those calls seem hmm. to have fallen on deaf ears. Sudan is like a boiling pot. So that and story what is also emerging is mm-hmm. that even the superpowers of our world yeah. are also very much interested. Yeah, it's that a, is how yeah, come it's this a resource-leading place. Yeah, so that's. Uh, uh, then if you go to East Africa, we are told that East African governments are choking on debt. Hmm. So it's not the debt matter is Charlie, <laughs> uh, everywhere. All right, so let's do, go to the president. He signs the three tax bills into law. Exactly. The story is on page 11 of the Ghanaian Times, although announced on the front page yes. of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. And the story is by a Times reporter and it says that President Anadu Dankwekufuadu has signed into law the three new tax bills recently passed by Parliament. Now, the new tax bills include the Exercise, Exercise Duty Amendment Bill 2022, mm-hmm. the Growth and Sustainability Levy Bill 2022, and the Income Tax Amendment Bill 2022. Now, according to the Minister for Information, Mr. Kojo Ponkrumah, the document has since been given to the Clerk of Parliament to commence the necessary administrative processes. Now, speaking in an interview with uh, in Accra yesterday, he noted, and that is the uh, Minister for Information, mm-hmm. that the necessary transmittals um were underway before the Ghana Revenue Authority could commence implementation of the laws. Mm-hmm. Now the majority in Parliament said the measure formed part of moves to raise four billion Ghana cities annually in revenue. Now the Minister of Finance, Ken Furiata, said the bills were essential to its quest to secure three billion US dollars in bailouts mm-hmm. and it, that he was seeking from the IMF. Now he further explained that the taxes were targeted at bolstering the sustainable generation of domestic revenue mm. for the country. You do know that uh, Guta and all these groups there are lots, have been lots of reactions. So Fabag yeah. is saying that the three new taxes are a death warrant for businesses mm-hmm. nice play on words you know there are two certainties in life death, death and taxes. taxes so the food and beverages association of ghana says the three new taxes are sent to by the president uh <laughs> is basically saying that businesses will be adversely affected mm-hmm. it says the president's ascent is not only disappointing but also signals doom for businesses in the country then the importers and exporters are also not happy mm-hmm. uh, they are saying that they are disappointed in the president for signing the bills into law executive secretary samson asaki awingobit says they are disappointed in the president for ignoring the suffering of the business community we have another story from uh, guta who said the same thing so almost all the groups are not happy but the president has said it's part of the the prior actions that we need to do to raise four billion cities and also to secure the imf deal okay page three of the daily guide has the ec there mm. and the ec is saying that the um, it has opened the nominations for the by-election at kumewu 
or in mm-hmm. the Kumeu constituency in the Ashanti region, mm-hmm. and the filing fee is set at 10,000 CDs per candidate. Mm-hmm. The commission stated that nominations from potential candidates would be accepted from May 2 to May 5, mm-hmm. so that the election will be held on the 23rd of I May. actually wanted to stay in the economy before you do mm-hmm. business uh, politics. Yeah. UTAG is rejecting government's okay. proposed inclusion of pension funds in debt retraction. I don't know if you've seen that story. Mm-hmm. The University Association of Ghana say that they are opposed mm-hmm. to government's newly proposed alternative offer to include pension funds in the ongoing debt restructure. Government has said the decision to include pension funds in the program is aimed at alleviating the cash constraints on government in the coming years mm-hmm. while fully compensating the pension funds for the value of their current holdings. But in the memo, UTAC say any move to add pension funds to the debt restructuring will overburden the already poor members. Oui. They are still unable to participate in an intervention that would worsen the plight of the already impoverished Ghanaian university lecturer. We therefore write to unequivocally reject the request to use our pension funds, which is GUSS, SNIT, and other pension funds that affect our members for the new alternative proposed offer by government. So they are not having any of government's uh promises on that in that regard but uh, let's stay with issues affecting the economy mm. uh, because the ecg has been doing something very very commendable over the past couple of um, weeks mm-hmm. raising revenue or collecting money owed them and page 12 of the Ghanaian times has a story that says gwcl settles part of 17.5 million ghana city indebtedness to ecg lawrence uh, Marque writing from who says that after two years of not paying for electricity consumed, mm-hmm. the Ghana Water Company Limited, uh, the whole office has paid 2 million Ghana cities out of a 17.5 million indebtedness to uh, the Electricity Company of Ghana. Now, the last time the GWCL paid for electricity consumed was in 2021 when it made a part payment of only 1 million Ghana cities. And this led to the company becoming the highest debtor to ECG in the Volta region with a debt profile of 17.5 million. Now, the payment of 2 million Ghana cities to the power distributor comes after a series of engagements which led to the power distributor serving the GWCL with a, a con- disconnection notice to settle the indebtedness or face disconnection on Tuesday, April 14th. So how much has the ECG been able to retrieve in total, do we know? Oh, Yesterday, I, I the story said about 2.5 million cities. It's probably okay. gone up. Okay. Because I had another version that says close to 3 million okay. cities. If you go to page 3 of the BNFT, there mm-hmm. are more power stories on the same tangent. Mm-hmm. And it says Na- uh, Netco sorry, is owed 1.2 billion cities by customers. Mm-hmm. Now, Netco, which also owes its parent company, VRE, um, 1.6 billion cities for power purchase, says it spends 120 million cities every month to make electricity available to consumers, mm-hmm. but it is only able to recoup 85 million cities monthly mm-hmm. due to power theft and non payment by consumers. Now, this 1.2 billion that is owed mm-hmm. is um, as of January 2023. All right, let me give you two quick education stories. STC bus involved in accident on a crack post highway. Okay. 25 passengers sustained minor injuries after an STC bus with registration number GB10. 10709 hit the back of a tipper truck mm. after losing control of the bus, resulting in both vehicles veering off the road and entering a ditch by the roadside. <coughs> this happened at Goma Budum, uh, sorry, Goma Buduata Junction on the Accra Cape Coast Highway today. Police and fire officers arrived at the scene to help rescue persons who were trapped. Now, we're told that there were some students in the bus. Now, still on education, GS interdicts Fijai SHS headmaster over illegal fees. Fija is one of the more popular secondary schools in the western region. Mm-hmm. The GES has interdicted Kenneth Agbomoje 
headmaster of Fijai Senior High School with immediate effect over his alleged involvement in collection of illegal fees in the school. <coughs> it was contained a statement signed by the GS yesterday, mm-hmm. uh, Tuesday, April 18. Actually, that's today. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been asked to, st- to hand over the administration of the school to the Western Regional Director of Education, very similar to the interdiction for the Ganasco headmaster. Mm-hmm. Now, this is pending investigations uh, for the committee to look into reports that uh, he has uh, collected illegal fees in the school. Mm-hmm. The investigative committee has begun to has been given two weeks to submit a report to management. The GS said in a statement. But uh, let us stay in the Western region because mm. something else uh, regarding education and ECG. ECG disconnects TTU mm. to others over 3.3 million Charlie. debt. Mm. Now, Clement J. Boy, writing from Takradi, says that um, three establishments, the Takradi Technical University, TTU, mm-hmm. Buzia Beach Resort, and uh, Mondial Veneer have been disconnected for mm. owing Electricity Company of Ghana in the, EC- in the Western region a total debt of 3,293,000. Mm. And 532.56 Ghana cities. Now, the debt has been outstanding as of March 2023. Now, the TTU owes some 1.3 million Ghana cities. Buzia Beach Resort, 1 million Ghana cities. And Mondial Veneer, some 875,000 Ghana cities. Now, the question I'm asking is what will happen to the students? I mean, uh, the, the TTU, they go to school, right? I don't even know whether the schools. Now they, now why, 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 why aren't they using prepaid meters? So they buy the credit. Unless education institutions are excluded, but I I don't know. It's you a know, good question. You know, know, under the under the Mills government, there was a policy directive like that, and mm. uh, you know that government institutions should go onto the prepaid meter. And then also there was an mm-hmm. attempt to rope in, you know, uh, what do you call it? Um, Sorry, but one one point three million is a lot. It's a lot of so money. otherwise, how would the ECG also run? You get me? So I don't <coughs> know. We, we they have to find a way. But for me, I think the ECG is showing showing leadership oh, in the yeah. way they are going about what they are doing. Yeah. So I, I, I saw somewhere that uh, what they've raised so far is some 2 billion Ghana cities, if that figure is correct. I think it's... Alright, now the IGP that. met the NDC and the MPP. Yes. And the message is simple. Mm. Do your politics and let us do our work. Mm. So this is a statement that they sent yesterday, mm-hmm. which I think is quite an interesting one. Mm-hmm. The uh, Inspector General of Police met with leadership of the two political parties over recent incendiary is that how the word is pronounced incendiary comments the meeting was called at the instance of the igp because of the statements by both parties and petitions by same to the police to investigate each other now the police the police then released a statement which is like um, how many paragraphs uh 17 paragraphs but basically they are saying the pol- the and the politicians will leave leave them to do their work so that they should also do their politics. Okay. I think that's basically the upshot of this. Okay. Don't draw us into your, which I thought quite interesting because it's like the, the police is being put in a difficult position because of the way we do our politics. It's like yeah. somebody says something and then you say, well, go and arrest this guy. Then it happens, says, okay, go and arrest this guy. So mm-hmm. the police now supposed to make a judgment on which statement is incendiary and which one is not. So they're being put in a very difficult position. Yeah. So, so they are they are. Their meeting, paragraph, this is a strategic intervention. To so, so basically they say they are forming or they have formed mm-hmm. a committee which would examine the possible criminality of statements made by polit- politicians and yeah. determine whether there are elements of criminality before yes. they can prosecute. Yes, so, yeah. so they want to proceed with that approach because if they don't take it, they'll be drawn into he said, she said, arrest. And it, it's, not a very, it's not a very good place to be. But they have to be consistent because if you if you take an action today on the basis of something that you consider to be wrong, then you must follow through. 
The you know, so it's a difficult situation. You just don't behave in this country. That's just yeah, problem. yeah. So let's come back to Nathan. A few more stories before I move yes, to yes, international. Yes. If you go to the BNFT, they, there's a feature on page two mm-hmm. talking about the funding of free SHS. Mm-hmm. And it says, Time to rethink funding of free SHS, written by Kizito Kujo. Mm-hmm. So the story was drawn out of um, a, a function that was held. Now, um, Chairman of the Civil Society Platform on Oil and Gas, Dr. Steve Mantia, mm. he's saying that oil, oil revenues are volatile and therefore if we are hinging the fortunes of free SHS on such a volatile We've element, heard it a lot of times. It's, it's but really the people say they will, they will do it, they won't mind you. Okay, so they go on to mention mm. the annual budget funding amount, which is the critical financial source for the country's budget, receiving 40% of the country's petroleum revenue. So essentially talking about the oil money, the volatility, and how it could potentially affect free SHS and how to, it runs. Yes. Yeah, it's not working. Let's come back to the, the Chronicle. The Chronicle has a story. <laughs> Drag mule busted mm-hmm. at KIA, and apparently she is uh, Kenyan. And Max Olofuri, writing on, uh, in the Chronicle this morning, says that a Kenyan national, Jerry Mary, <laughs> Jerry Mary, is in the grips of the uh, Narcotics Control Commission for allegedly smuggling cocaine into the country. Now, Mary, 35, was arrested last Saturday, April 15, 2023, at the Kodoka International Airport with 11.04 kilograms of cocaine concealed mm. in her luggage. Now, a statement signed by the Acting Director, Public Affairs of NACOC, Mr. Francis Opoku Amoa, and released in Accra last night, said mm. the cocaine was worth 309,100 and 20 United States dollars. And it so, goes on to give you some details. So it's a, a Kenyan woman. Yeah, a Kenyan woman. We, we also have a Chinese woman. Yeah, Aisha Huang. Yeah, that's, that's Aisha on Huan. page six of the Daily Guide. Yeah, but we actually pray that we know where we are keeping this coke because oftentimes, <laughs> you know, we receive the thing and then kukumpi powder, all kinds of things are happening. <laughs> okay, I hope so, this doesn't turn into a war. Okay, so um, Aisha Huang says she returned to Ghana uh, following her deportation in 2018 because mm. she missed her husband. Now, Inspector Simon Yaho, the prosecution's 10th witness in the trial of Aisha Huang, who's been held on immigration and illegal mining charges, yesterday told the court that the accused upon her arrest told officers that she managed to re-enter Ghana through the Aflao port and mm. had in their possession two Chinese passports. Mm. Quote, when we asked her why she came into Ghana, she stated that she had missed her husband, whose name she gave us as one Prince Amwa, and that she had come <laughs> to visit him. Which one? Which one? Prince Egbami. Charlie. No, Prince the big man. Charlie. So she, and Inspector Amwa, yeah, Inspector no. Amwa to confirm yeah, that when Aisha Wang was arrested, <laughs> she had two passports yeah, with different names and yeah. dates of birth, no. as well as places of birth, although they were issued in the Republic of China. Yeah. I want to give you some headlines, and then I go to Sudan. <laughs> now, I, no, you know, the rest is about free SHS. Now, government flagships have a lot of issues. Ghanaian Times, page 13, allow us to run planting for food and jobs. This is CSIR to government. Mm. This is the deputy DG of the CSIR, Professor Marian Dorcas Quinn, mm. has appealed to government to allow the research center run its flagship agricultural program, Planting for Food and Jobs. He says they are the foremost national science and technology institution. They have the human capacity and logistics to ensure the sustainability of the program. Second story, Ministry of Health has introduced no elevator or no lift days. Yeah, we did that last week. As part of measures to control expenditure of the ministry. Mm-hmm. And then the Lands Ministry and security agencies are collaborating to search for attackers of the Gold Star Wasa mine. mine. This yeah. mine was attacked a month ago. Mm-hmm. A minister of Lands and some security agents have met to discuss this. Now, the UN says almost 200 people have been killed, have been killed in Sudan. battles, over 1,800 wounded. 
fighting between the army and paramilitary and this is afp by the way fighting between the army and paramilitaries in sudan has killed around 200 people and wounded 1800 damaging hospitals and hampering aid after three days of urban warfare a week-long power struggle exploded into deadly violence on saturday between the forces of two generals mm. who seized power in the 2021 coup sudan's army chief abdel fatah al budhan and his deputy mohammed hamdan daglo uh, who controls the paramilitary rapid support forces analysts say the fighting in the capital is unprecedented and could be prolonged despite regional and global calls for a ceasefire to diplomats uh, as diplomats mobilize so oh, this is troubling and quite mm-hmm. a number of high level international people are trying to mm-hmm. calm nerves but charlie they are just bombarding each other and there's a video of a guy reading news on tv they're destroying their own like, yeah, go, go, go. they are charlie, destroying to, their own country. we have to be careful though, and nobody will come and save you charlie. so when we are people are talking nonsense we should not be giving them airtime yes mm-hmm. I agree with you. so that's the issue Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. City Business News brought to you by MTN. Have you ever wondered how to subscribe to a particular MTN service and how to view, add, or cancel your mobile subscription from one place? Just dial star 175 hash to access and manage all your subscriptions everywhere you go. Michael Obodu is here with the news. Good morning. Good morning, Bernard. Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyle and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up, businesses in the country unhappy with President Ekufuado's assenting into law three new tax bills. Also, Bank of Ghana pushes for an upgrade in lending framework of the International Monetary Fund. Let's bring you details of our stories now as the business community in the country have expressed their disappointment with President Ekufando's assenting into law the new tax bills approved by Parliament despite resistance from stakeholders. The business groups made up of the Ghana Union of Traders Associations, GUTA, Association of Ghana Industries, AGI, and the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana had petitioned the president on the matter after Parliament passed the revenue mobilization bills. They lament that the plight of businesses will be further compounded if the tax laws are implemented. Speaking to City Business News, Executive Secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana, Samson Asakia Wingobit, expressed disappointment at the president for turning a blind eye to the sufferings of the business community. And I'm disappointed. I know all my colleagues, you can ask the free forest, you can ask the team of commerce, you can ask Gupta, you can ask tax, you can ask food and beverages. They will all tell you that we are totally dismayed when we heard that the president has signed it. This four billion, we wait to see if the government will even make one even one billion out of this money. But I can tell you, there is anger out there, anger, very serious anger out there. And business committee doesn't even want to see this government face again. I'm telling you, that is the fact of the matter. It shows how the president is the president who is not ready to listen to the business community. And the president has shown that pitch to so far as the government, the president promises us in 2016 when he was looking for power to rule Ghanaians. And that his government was going to be business friendly, was going to give business the needed 
framework uh, to, for them to be able to, to flourish is unfortunately six years, seven years down the lane. The same president today, if you want to talk about the high cost of doing business in this country, he doesn't care about it. If you are saying businesses could not make big even last year, and the president have gone ahead to sign the bill without records to even our petition that was sent to the presidency, from where I sit, I would think that this government has lost track with the business community. Samson Asakia Wingobit is the executive secretary of the Importers and Exporters Association of Ghana. Now, the Bank of Ghana is advocating an upgrade in the lending framework of the International Monetary Fund. This, according to the governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, will go a long way to help boost African countries' access to fund resources. Addressing the 2023 African Consultative Group meeting in Washington, D.C., governor of the Central Bank, Dr. Ernest Addison, also urged the fund to consider increasing concessional financing to the continent by modifying the access thresholds, including expanding access limits as this will ensure timely financing assisting as this will ensure timely financing assistance to most vulnerable members again the governor urged the fund to continue close engagements with other international financial institutions and creditors to strengthen the multilateral framework for dealing with africa's debt distress in a timely manner now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trade amongst themselves the dollar is selling at 10 cities 94 pesos it recorded no price change the british pound remained unchanged and is selling at 13 cities 60 pesos the euro also remained unchanged and is selling at 12 cities 3 pesos however at some forex bureaus in the capital the dollar is selling for 11 cities 90 pesos or the british pound is selling at 14 cities 80 pesos and the euro is going for 12 cities 90 pesos Moving on, the Ghana Statistical Service says the government can rake in about $4.5 billion if it leverages the full potential of the tourism industry. The service explains that the economic viability of the sector can help reduce the high unemployment amongst the youth. Central Regional Correspondent Calvis Tete has more in the following report. According to the government statistician, Professor Samuel Kobna-Enim, who was speaking at the launch of the 2023 Domestic and Outbound Survey in Winneba, this has become necessary since it will aid the country in acquiring a tourism satellite account, which in the long run has the potential of making the tourism sector the number one foreign exchange earner, as is also being perceived by the Ministry of Tourism, Art and Culture. It also has the potential of creating over 1.4 million direct and indirect jobs in the sector by 2027. Government statistician Professor Samuel Kobna Enim explained that the survey will offer a comprehensive outlook for the tourism sector to inform policy decisions of government. The Ministry of Tourism, Art and Culture is projecting that our tourism sector should be the number one foreign exchange and based on um, their strategic plan. So they're setting 2027 as the timeline where the tourism sector would be the number one um, foreign exchange earner. The second perspective is the employment potential of the, of the sector. And again, the ministry is projecting that by 2027, the sector should directly and indirectly create about 1.4 million um, jobs. 
This domestic and outbound tourism survey is basically responds to one question. How attractive are our tourist sites and the number of people who visit these tourist sites? We're currently in the field conducting the Ghana International Traveler Survey heading into 2023. That is the latter part of the year. We're going to roll out the two other surveys, which is the Accommodation Unit Survey and the Tourism Establishment Survey. So these surveys would help us put together a tourism satellite account and track the country's potential in um, gaining the 1.4 million jobs that we, put, we seek to get and also getting in excess of 1.5 billion USD from the sector. Meanwhile, a professor of tourism at the University of Cape Coast, Professor Kweku Boachi, underscored the need for stakeholders to commit more investment to the sector to achieve the sustainable development goal targets. So the essence of these surveys is to move from the anecdotal space into real hard facts. Now, when we get those type of informations, we can now, information, we can now make a strong policy point to government. Central Regional Correspondent Calvis Tete filed that report. Nangana is said to be a leader in the electronic vehicle space in the sub-region as the Ministry of Trade and Industry has given approval for the assembling of such automobiles in the country under the Automotive Development Policy. The first phase of the project is expected to be completed by the end of the year and is anticipated to produce 10 cars per day. The Automotive Development Policy was introduced to, among other things, establish a fully integrated and competitive industrial hub for automotive manufacturing in collaboration with the private sector, global and regional and domestic partners. Speaking to City Business News, CEO of the implementing company Solar Taxi, Georgia Pia, stated that the move will significantly boost, drop the cost of electronic vehicles in the country. It enables us to do production at a more affordable cost. So we have uh, currently that should have us reduce, get about 30% knock off the current cost of, of the cars. So this is something that enable to bring the barrier, the initial cost down, allow a lot of people to own electric vehicle, and then we get to achieve the, the goal of having a lot of electric vehicles here in Ghana. So that is a great point to have on. Second point has to do with, um, for us, exportation is very key to us. So with this, um, we get to assemble a, vehicles here in Ghana, but we get to sell across the sub-region um, based on the after agreement also, then it's a plus. So having this as, as a country, there's also potential of bringing forest uh, earnings back to the country. So for us um, and for the country, it's a big deal. Um, in terms of cost, in terms of production, in terms of exportation, is it, really a big deal. And then maybe the third point is it starts linking into the value chain you have the CEO of Solar Taxi, George Apia. Let's now join Mark Jordan Sikanati of Data Bank for the latest updates on the bonds market. The Treasury issued 1.79 billion Ghana cities after accepting all bids at last Friday's money market auction. On the back of thin demand, the 91-day and the 182-day yields advanced to 19.74% and 22.47% respectively, while the 364-day yield retreated to 26.9%. Trading activity on the Ghanaian secondary bond market was during the prior week as weekly turnover slowed 90.12% to come week to 23.5 million Ghana cities. Despite the sluggish market activity, the data bank bond index gained 0.29% to come week to 97.54 points with a weighted yield to maturity of 9.62%. 
That was Mark Jordan Sikanate of Data Bank. And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goyal and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lobudu. Thank you for listening. Have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3, Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973, and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. Yeah. All right, so yesterday on that point of view, we had a very uh, interesting discussion where a Toyota Camry car that cost 114,000 CDs on the market would uh, accumulate 74,267 CDs in taxes, charges, levies, and fees. And we walk through the charges on the program, and I'll probably share some of the highlights with you. Now, we understand that port traffic in Tema has reduced, and it's possibly because of the multiplicity of taxes and also the uncertainties. So, this one, I'm going to break down for you the specific cost items in the build-up yeah. and how serious is the effect of these taxes on companies the Ghana Federation of Labor says that a lot of companies are collapsing in the industrial enclave because of the multiplicity of taxes the fabag say businesses can't cope with the many many taxes that are being imposed on them we'll deal with all of that on the show this morning but did you know that for over a decade leshell savings and loans has been supporting the investment goals of customers with attractive solutions we've always been a safe haven for depositors who value security as well as competitive returns with easy access to track your funds we offer flexible deposit products for 91 day 182 days and 365 days open a fixed deposit account with us or call 57 let's achieve your goals together the shareholder savings and loans a trusted safe haven for your investments the shareholders improve life because it's also brought to you by shell shell fuel saves triple action formula improves engine efficiency prevents deposit buildup and protects your engine from wear and corrosion for extra clean extra protection and extra savings switch to shell fuel save today because extra kilometers go a long way Ahmed Salah is back. Khodi Gakbo has started. Diego Jota is back. Just, the whole Liverpool is back. You know, there's this video I saw of a guy who, after every Liverpool match, he would do like, whether he's happy or sad, he would, yeah. and it's like an, an emotional roller coaster. So, yeah. yesterday was a great night for Liverpool. Mm-hmm. 
but I'm not very hopeful about the next game. <laughs> That's the thing. Every time we say Liverpool is back, they do the unthinkable. In the headlines, Gareth Thomas Partey, he has been snapped for the FIFA 23 EA Sports EPL Team of the Season nominations. Chelsea take on Real Madrid in the second leg of the Champions League quarterfinal as they try to overturn a 2-0 deficit. And in the NBA playoffs, the Kings and the Sixers win big in Game 2. Now, Chairman of the 2023 African Games Local Organizing Committee, Dr. Kweku Fusuasare, has expressed disagreement with claims that Ghana's financial state is inadequate for hosting the multidisciplinary event. Now, he asserts that the Games present the country with a prime opportunity to enhance its sporting infrastructure, despite the government's appeal for a $3 billion bailout from the IMF to bolster the economy. Dr. Kweku Fusuasare expressed these sentiments while speaking to City Sports on the sidelines of the launch of Ghana's fastest human. And so people talk about why are you having the, the African games in this crunching period, these tough times? Why don't you why don't we use the money for other things? Uh, opportunity cost. But the, the problem is that if we don't do it now, these facilities will never be created for us or will never be built for us. And we have we don't have to over concentrate on football. We've done that for a, for years. And as I mentioned, since 1982, I mean we all love football. I've been associated with football uh, for a very, very long time, running commentary, traveling with the teams and all that. But we need to also be looking at other disciplines. And the African Games is giving us the opportunity for us to shift the focus from football to the other lesser disciplines. Athletics, boxing, uh, judo, karate, do, handball, basketball, hockey and all that. So this competition, the, 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 the African Games is also creating an opportunity for us to stimulate our economy, for jobs to be created. Now, the 2023 African Games due to take place in Ghana has been moved to next year because of economic pressure, delays in preparations and acrimony amongst key stakeholders. Dr. Fusuasari has reiterated optimism that the 13th edition of the Games will be a reality from March 8 to 23, 2024. If we want to have qualified for the Olympics, if you want the track satisfied, if you want all those things are done, you cannot do these things without the involvement of Anoka, Uxa, and AU, the owners of the Games. So if these people are fighting, then we, the host nation, uh, to, 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 to suffer. So it was, it was, you can liken it to two elephants fighting and a grass suffering. So that was a huge challenge, and we, were like, we, are, we, are, we have been able to overcome, and we want to give credit to the president because his commitment to, get a, to getting the issue resolved played a major role uh, for us to be able to resolve it last February. The other ones, uh, the other challenges are the facilities that, you know, we are building. And, you know, it's a crunching period. The government is committed and there are a lot of things that we need to do to uh, get the games going. Apart from the facilities, we need to have uh, uh, other things like operational and all that. So, but then, God willing, we, we are getting there. The major thing is that the president is committed and he has committed his, 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 his government to it. And I think I will crave the indulgence of all Ghanaians for us to get committed because the African Games since 1965, this is the first time that we are getting the opportunity to host the Games.
The head chairman of the 2023 African Games Local Organizing Committee, Dr. Kweko Fosuasari, speaking there. Let's move on to some other stuff. And former GFA Executive Council member Samuel Odronyako has lauded Black Stars head coach Chris Hutton and his technical team for monitoring local talent in the local top flight league. Hutton and his assistants have been pictured at a number of venues this season ahead of Ghana's next assignment in the Afghan qualifiers. Speaking to City Sports, the former Wild All Star CEO advised. Hutton to extend his scouting range to other venues in his quest to assemble the best talent. It's good on the part of the, the coach. A coach who goes to watch local games with a view of selecting players is good. So I think that he should not limit it to Accra alone. He must extend it to the outfit, outside stations. You understand? So that they can get the best for the Black Stars. It's good that he was here and this is a good game that he, he can assess the players and select some from. I, I like the idea. Now, Samuel Odronyako further advised local players selected for the national team to sustain their level of performance in a bid to secure a starting berth when handed call-ups. Well, it's about uh, performance. It's about uh, sustaining your level of performance. That's all. If you are selected from the local team and you maintain your form and you are able to you know, prove that you see what it takes to play in the Black Stars, I think you, you'll, be, you'll be kept there. But when you are selected from the Black Stars, from the local side, you get into the Black Stars and you don't lift your game to, you know, fit into the professionals, those who have come from abroad or something, then you'll be dropped automatically. So it's a, it's a matter of maintaining your level of performance. That's all. Any local player who gets into the national team and keeps his level will get a selection. If you don't and you flop, you'll not get a selection. Let's get our minds to uh, this Haas player who went, Banier. I think Manny was playing well when he was in Hearts. But when he went to the national team, I think the level dropped a bit. That's why he was not used in the Black Stars. But that should not be something that should dampen the spirit of the local players. They must get their loins for a tougher battle and maintain their level of performance when they get into the national so you had former GFA Executive Council member Samuel Odronyako speaking there. Let's do some other news. And the Black Stars are set to play their final match against Switzerland in the UEFA Under-16 Development Tournament today at 8 a.m. after winning their previous two matches against Serbia and Spain. Coach Karim Zito's side has the potential to finish the tournament with a perfect record when they face the Swiss Under-16 team. This tournament serves as a crucial step in the development of the Black Stars as they strive to build a formidable team capable of competing at the WAFU Under-17 Cup of Nations and other high-profile international competitions. Let's move on to some other news in Ghana. And Arsenal midfielder Thomas Partey has been left out of the FIFA 23 EA Sports Premier League team of the season nominees. Now Partey, who has played 26 matches and scored three goals, has been pivotal to the success of the league leaders Arsenal, who are seeking their first league title in almost two decades. Now his omission caused a stare among fans and social media users as he was pipped to the midfield position by the likes of Argentine World Cup winner Alexis McAllister, Soli March and Rodrigo Bentancur. So uh, Thomas Partey misses out on that one. Meanwhile, we, we catch up with the EPL action. Liverpool had too much firepower for Leeds United. 6-1 is how they won that game. Mohamed Salah with a brace, Diego Jota with a brace and then also Cody Gakpo and Darwin Nunez getting in on the action. Luis Sinistera scored the consolation goal for Leeds uh, United. Let's now get into the UEFA Champions League. It's a big night for Chelsea Football Club.
Chelsea will be at Stamford Bridge. They have a big task on their hands to overturn a 2-0 deficit from the first leg against Real Madrid. Chelsea caretaker manager Ace Frank Lampard, he says he's confident the home crowd at the bridge can push his side when needed against the Spaniards. I've got no doubt it will be positive. And when I talk about that, I talk about the lead to the game, the start of the game. I think the rest is a little bit down to us. It's down to us as a team to, to, to play with a, a real desire and a know-how to, to try and turn this game around, I think, for sure. I've been here too many times in this level of game at Chelsea, at Stamford Bridge, and an evening midweek Champions League knockout game to understand that, that, that the atmosphere is going to be great. And again, now it's time for us to make sure that we engage the crowd throughout um, because they can help us. For sure, that's why we're at home. It's, you know, that's why this two-legged competition is the best out there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm confident in that. We just need to play our part. You had Chelsea caretaker manager Frank Lampard speaking there. Real Madrid manager Carlo Ancelotti says he has no regrets of not scoring more goals in the first leg. Well, we have no regrets for the game because I think that we, we played at our best and. Uh, and we played a good game and that's what we need to do is what we need to we plan to do tomorrow to play a good game the best game that we can and to try to reach the semi-final and then when we are in semi-final we will see Heard Real Madrid head coach Carlo Ancelotti speaking there. In the other game to be played, Napoli will be up against AC Milan. Napoli have a 1 0 deficit to over 10. In that game, the big news is that Nigerian striker Victor Simon has returned to training ahead of Napoli's uh, tie and he will possibly uh, be up for selection. Let's get to some other news in Barcelona. President Juan Laporta says the club did nothing illegal by employing the company to consult on technical and refereeing issues. The club has been charged by prosecutors in Spain with corruption over payments made to Swiss company uh, to a company owned by Jose Maria Enrique Negreira, the former vice president of Spain's referees committee between 2001 and 2018. Now, the charges filed include corruption in sports, corruption in business, false administration and falsification of commercial documents so that's what's going on with fc barcelona let's finish off with some basketball from the nba playoffs the Sixers are two in all in their series against the brooklyn nets 96 84 is how that game ended and then the golden state warriors are in a bit of trouble they lost their second playoff game again to the Sacramento Kings, 114 to 106, De'Aaron Fox and Domanta Sabonis combining for 48 points in that particular game. That's all for this edition uh, of Kickoff. My name is Benjamin Inketia, the small sport at citysportsonline.com. This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Health Tidbits is brought to you by the Nyahu Medical Center. Welcome to Nyahu Health in the City. Today, we continue our conversation on simple ways to avoid physical strain and bodily pains as a result of our daily activities. The body is a complex machine. One issue can affect the entire system. Sometimes a distress in muscles may be a sign that you need to speak to a physiotherapist. However, to improve your overall physical well-being, exercise regularly to keep your muscles and joints healthy and prevent injury. Use the appropriate ergonomic equipment such as a comfortable chair, keyboard, and mouse to prevent repetitive strain injuries. 
Stay hydrated throughout the day to keep your joints lubricated and prevent stiffness. And listen to your body. Pay attention to any discomfort or pain you may be having and seek treatment if necessary. Above all, a good physiotherapy session can help combat the negative effects of poor working habits by providing exercises and stretches to help alleviate pains and stiffness, as well as educate on proper posture and movement. Call or WhatsApp us on 050-143-662 for further inquiries or follow Nyaho Medical Center on social media for more health in the city tips. Nyaho improving your quality of life. Health Tidbits was brought to you by the Nyaho Medical Center. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS. The City Breakfast Show. Rise above the noise. Thirty-six. Wishing a few people a happy birthday this morning to Owahini Amasichiabia Didi Ampua the third, Kontihima of Anria Sikwapim, and Osia Hihin Charlie Osia Hinimia on the Ufurikuma stool Ekwapim traditional area. It's coming from Ekwia Inima. To Walanyo Afajinu, wonderful guy, country manager Askai, from your wife, your kids, your brother Mauko, and your friends. Then I wish my husband Echo Kwanza 
Total Energies Ghana PLC. A happy and fabulous birthday. It's my prayer that this new age is marked with greatness and more favor. Still, my mind day for him. Have a wonderful day from your dear wife, Majori Kwanza. I hope you have a son called Abeku Kwanza. Abeku Kwanza, no try. But I have one here. This mm-hmm. one uh, is to Abraham Angokwashi mm-hmm. of the CBG Winneba branch. Happy birthday. Happy belated birthday. It was his birthday yesterday. So, yeah. Abraham, happy birthday to his uh, Anakaka man from you know year group 2000. You know something that just came to my mind? You know, when you were doing this review and Sky mentioned Lawrence, the first word that... The, the, so, usually when you mention the first name, mm-hmm. the same name that comes to mind tells you the kind of brain you have. So, when you said Lawrence, I was thinking of Lawrence Atizigi. <laughs> Now, when, when you said Abraham, you know who, who came to my head? Amaliba. Abraham Amaliba. <laughs> <laughs> so it means I've been using my mind to do football and politics. Football and politics. So when you mentioned Abraham, I just thought about Amaliba. <laughs> when you mentioned Lawrence, I was thinking about at, at, Atizig. <laughs> There was another name you mentioned too. Another name came to my head. Oh, man. You know, so good when name. I mention Fred, what comes to your name? Or head to head? <laughs> I don't know Fred Jabano. Fred Jabano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because now I hear Fred. Is that Fred Agbanyo? When I hear Fred, no, I think of Jabano. When I hear of Abraham, no, I think of Amaliba. <laughs> Charlie. That's some way, pal. Of all the Abrahams in the world, it's Amaliba uh, that I'm, I'm thinking about. <laughs> So it tells you the kind of thing you've been using your mind to. I know, right? Lawrence Atisigi. <laughs> is this the goalkeeper, right? Yeah. 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 Atisigi. <laughs> <laughs> so good morning to Abraham Amaliba. Amaliba. Abraham Amaliba. Yeah, he's the, legal, the, the, the leader of the legal team. I'm sure he was in the meeting with the IGP. I'm brutal. If I did, I put you. <laughs> Abraham Amaliba. Yeah, but the NDC they enforce for that guy. You know, the no, guy will work uh, when he, they come into office, then they'll give him some small no. board. Something. See, there's something called every, oh. every day for Tiff Man, one day for Master. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, that man, and then also. Uh, you know, and, and this is this, this my man. Um, Adaudu, Kojoga Adaudu. Yeah. The work that they have done for yeah. the NDC. It's called, it's called legal any work. So, like, it, it, it's not fair. And when when they cook the thing where the thing is, is set for tea, yeah. then how do they share I'm, mother's I'm, side, father's side? It's I'm, not fair. you endorsing uh, scratch my back? I scratch no, my no, back. it's not bad. It is it is meritocracy. Oh, please. No, Amaliba, he does the work. Oh, my brother. Kojoga Dawudu, he's done the work. Stop shouting. All these, uh, uh, you know, uh, we have lost the seat here. We have won the seat. He hasn't come to complain that he wants anything. No, he doesn't have to publicly complain. What is, what is we what, we what, have what, seen? What, what is your problem? <laughs> what is your problem this morning? I said when I mentioned Abraham, it's Amaliba that comes to my mind. That's all. I didn't I'm say also, you should come come and do an appeal for fans for him. No, I'm I'm plugging in. No, it's not to say that when if. If the NDC come or when they come back to power, mm. you never know when it could be 2024. It's okay, it's okay. Nathan, and what I'm saying when, is that when hear, they come when, or when if hear, they when come, you hear Richard, who, they, should, they should recognize their, their contributions <laughs> to you. When, know. when you hear Richard, who what comes to mind? None. Richard Koshiga. <laughs> no, not Richard Koshiga. Yeah, doing too much politics. <laughs> is Richard Sky now? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, yes. Richard Sky. Oh, I see. You are the only Richard in the system. And when there's Bernardino. Yes, we go but quiet. there's no, there's, there's no Bernardino. I'm, I'm the only Bernardino in the country. In the town. Yeah. In the, I've, I've searched. I've not found the whole governance. The whole. The there, whole. there was a day I met a lady called Bernardina, mm-hmm. but I've <laughs> never met Bernardino in my life. Oh wow! Yeah, I, but, but you know, there's one hiding somewhere. I don't think there is. 
Charlie, no, I've said you. You have said it. Eh? I know it's when I, I was in class, but they used to laugh at me about my name. They say, ah, why is your name Bernardino? <laughs> yeah, they say, are you a Brazilian? Yeah, like, like, don't mind some it. of the things they laugh at you. When you think I was saying, <laughs> why you why are you laughing at me? Yeah, and like, I was sad that they were laughing at me. Can you imagine that? Don't mind that ignore Why are you in primary school? Pa? Your head is not open crowd. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a name that has a lot of famous Yeah. When you when you when I mention Abraham, what comes to mind? Which when I mention Abraham, whose name do you think about? Amaleba. Someone is working. When I say Lawrence, who name you? Artizigi. No, that's not our name. When they say Lawrence, the first name that came to head was Artizigi. No, when they say Lawrence, they say Lawrence in my area. Adams. Ah, okay. Brutal guy. Local legend. No, not football matters, just area legend. But let me do a quick belated birthday wish to Pamela Senna Nyapenu or Nyapenu. Um, it says that good God has been faithful for adding another year to your age. You have been blessed with mm-hmm. more experience and wisdom to direct the family as the commander in chief of the house. The officers and men of our household uh, and I wish you a blessed day. May the lovely um, God of our world continue to bless you. It's coming in from Richard Della Amatefe. Richard Delamatepe wishing this one right. out to Pamela Sena Nyakwen. A few more birthdays. Happy birthday to my lovely wife Gloria Makafui Mensa. You are a true Proverbs 31 woman from Eric Kweku Mensa of Adenta. Also, the birthday of her son Jamin Kwabena Adomako from Hills View, Montessori, Atomic Hills. You turn six today. We pray for God's blessings and protection for you. May you grow in wisdom and stature. Charlie, my friend, when you mention Lawrence, the first word that comes to said is Lawrence Tete. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, some people, some people have colonized some names. So. Yeah, they own the place. So when I mention Moses, what comes to your head? Moses Fuamwini. <laughs> <laughs> That's my man. And if, if, you, okay, when I mention, if you hear Johnson. When I mention... <laughs> Paul, what I mentioned, Paul. Paul, I know what you mean. I mentioned Philip. Philip, I saw. Samuel. Samuel, I thought Samuel, there has to be. No, there's somebody I plenty. Like, for example, Paul. Samuel, Sammy, Jeff. No, no, okay, when I mentioned Sammy. Yeah, that's Sammy. No, when I mentioned Sammy, I think of Sammy. Sammy, we are fitting. Sammy, we are fitting. No, I think of Sammy. Jeff is more of a new phenomenon. No, no, there's Sammy, they always go Yafi. No, there's Sammy is controversial because there are many. Sami Kufode, you know, Sami. Oh, when I mentioned Michael. Michael OTAJ. David. 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 You see, David is normal. David, <laughs> David is normal. No, actually, why mention David, David Entry? Because when I was oh, present, was a, we had a senior called David Entry who, mm. who was like a pastor guy. So his name is in my head, David Entry. <laughs> Robert. Robert Nia de Clegg. Yeah, Robert Clegg. Yeah, let me for me, I'm a fool, I say Robert, Robert Mesa. Robert Mesa. Okay, let me make a complaint. When you say, I say, I say, Ni. 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 As in Ni. The name Ni. Ni or Ni. Which Ni is your, which the first Ni in your head? No, remember, so my man, it be Ni. Just me. So you can actually do this to to you can map the person's mind and mm-hmm. whose relationships are. Because when I mention a name, mm-hmm. the first said name tells you that you've been working with that name. Yeah. 
but it's a dangerous game to play on the opposite side. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's 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 your wife will not be happy. <laughs> so we just stay within the male side because that was. That was yeah, I remember that there was a time that I was reading the news. Uh-huh. So uh, this thing you are talking about. Yeah. That, so I went with the name. You know, the name was. Um, Angel Kabono. Yes. You understand? Angel Kabono. But for some reason, I think we're having a discussion about football. Then I Angel. went, I said, Angel Gabriel Martins. Taliban. Maybe he was waiting for me. Angel, he's been in the news for a very long time. If not, Sky was reading news. Yeah. And Sky hasn't read news for a very long time. Yeah. Sky was reading news. Maybe was waiting. So apparently. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, when I say Fred, he says Fred. Fred Jabano. Yeah, yeah Jabano. There can be only one. When I say Frank, Frank, I know don't pray. Okay, when I say um, Thomas, Thomas, no, you are talking city. Okay. <laughs> Thomas okay, when I say Samson, Samson, I ain't any. Samson, lad, I ain't When I say Kojo, Kojo, a phone groom. Okay, I could too. When I, when I say, um, what other name is there? Uh, Kweku Baku. It has to be one of the yeah, one two. Of the all, all Prats! 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 Or Francis Gofi Davo. No, Francis. You know, there are some names that are not common, like Alban. Alban, Sumana. Yeah, there's no I've known anybody yeah. called Alban. So Alban, Alban he he's captured the names, colonized the name. But let's think of another name. Um Bright. Bright Simmons. Bright Simmons. Mm. Yeah. It's not a very common name. So Bright, so Bright is actually quite a common name in this country. It's very common in the Ashanti <laughs> BA area. Yeah. Also the Everest use it a lot. I have a lot of bright friends who are from the BA area. Mm. Yeah. Right. With different spellings. Yeah. I've seen a B-R-I-T-E. Yeah. I've seen the B-R-I-T-H-T. So, so Bright is Bright Simmons. Yeah, that's right. What about Charles? Charles Benoni Oka. That is Luma, Charles Kojofusu. No, Charles Benoni Oka. Charles Benoni Oka. He's a journalist. Yeah, I, think I know. Of, oh, of course, I know Charles. Yeah, but I don't think of Luma as Charles anything. Hey! Lumba yeah, you, know, you, know, you are not a proper Lumba person. Every Lumba person knows okay, of him as Charles Kojofusu. Collins. Collins Dauda. He did that thing. Your mind's your mind spoiled. Okay, me you are a Kwesi. Okay, okay, okay. I'm thinking of another name. John. John Gatti. Yao. John, John Gatti or John Mahama? John Mahama or John Kufo? No, I think John Mahama more than John Gatti. John Gatti. Because we were talking about the economy, that's why I mentioned John Gatti. John, Gatti. Yeah. John is more Mahama. Mahama. Yeah. If I even call him John. Yeah, but you see, because the name, three Johns have been in charge of the thing. So let, let, me, let me spot them for you. Nana. Nana. Nana is the president. The president. <laughs> <laughs> if you say Nana immediately, hey, Nana is the president. Nana. 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 He's, the, uh, he's the only Nana. 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 President. Oh, no. are you sure? Nana is president. Nana Bodo. Nana Bodo. Nana Bodo. When you say when you say Nana, you know Nana Bodo. When you say Nana, the name that comes to my mind is the president. Oh, oh yeah. Are you sure? Oh yes, why is it Nana? In Ghana, right now, if you say Nana, that's the reason. If you say John, I think about the former president. If you say Nana, I think about the current. The current one. If yeah. you say what other one? Yeah. Uh, I want a Bible name. Andrew. Andrew. Liver salt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you need help. By stretching of liver salt. Andrew Fosu. No, it's too far. I must Andrew Fosu. I think of liver salt. Andrew Andrew Mercer. 
No, it's far. No, it's far. It's far. We do associate. But you know, you remember some Andrew B too was in the middle of the US. You know, Otukuno. So you are Peter Otukuno. So politics. You are Peter Kote. So you are economist. Yes. Nathan. 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 Obodai. There can be only one. Nathan. There can be only one. I'm thinking of another one. Nathan. I'm thinking of. I'm thinking of Paul. I mentioned Paul already. Yeah. Okay. Simon. Simon. Simon or Simon sir. The Central Regional Minister. Yeah. It's not a very. And also, you if you you go back, Simon Abinja, you remember that name? It's too far. Charlie, you far. Do politics too much. You chair too much. Life. Uh, yeah, Simon uh, Abinja. Better, let me confirm. Okay, so, Gabriel. Gabriel. Batistuta. <laughs> Gabriel. Yeah, Batistuta. Gabriel Puama. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know those days when he was PNC General Secretary. Yeah, the recall will be there, but now. Mm. Now the. Yeah, because. Supreme what about Gabi? Dark baby. In fact, the name no. Gabi. There can be only one. Monopolize the name. I'm taking over the name. Ah, Gab Production. You say what we say? Gabi Ajete. No, no. But hold on, Gabi has taken over. Then Nana no. Okay, I'm coming. So Bedia two doesn't come. No no no, 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 Nana is the president. If you mention Bedia, you mention Nana. Bedia, yeah. they call him Bedia. Yeah. But Nana is the president. Eh. Nana, 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 show. Nana, Nana, Nana. I have a shake. What? Shake. I see quick. Shake. I see There's only one. Just that there's a young one who is misbehaving these days. Shake up with everybody. Charlie, once you're at it, grab your favorite Coca-Cola. It's a great drink for all your occasions. The Coca-Cola Classic 300ml comes at only 5 CDs and the Coke Zero Fanta or Sprite is even cheaper, just 4 CDs. You can also grab your favorite 1.5 liter Coke Classic for only 20 CDs and the same size bottle for 18 CDs for Fanta, Coke Zero or Sprite. Everybody is looking for that one thing that pushes them to bring out their best and enable them to reach peak performance. Your car wants this too. That's why your best bet is to give it Shell Helix engine oil. Lubricants boom cause Shell Helix is specially designed to bring out the best of your engine, protecting it from wear and tear while providing the power and performance needed to give you the best ride. Choose Shell Helix. Visit your Shell station today and experience the difference for yourself. Before Nathan, when I say Koku, 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 best man. Koku is the main Koku in the system. He has colonized the Koku name. Sami cannot even use the name again. Charlie Koku and you know. Koku and you know. And there's also David. 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 The David know they come. David Allen. David. No. The question. David, the question. Oh, you yeah, you, you like football too much. No, it's not. He's an actor. He's an actor. He's back in the day. Remember by the far side? By the far side, yes. The kid who used to play Anna. Adonto. No. Ah, David is the Donto. Is it David, David Donto? I think that the question more than Donto. You are too old. No, but the question is our age group. David Donto. David Donto. David, the man, David is Donto. Agro, agro. How are you, man? Agro. Actually, David Donto. Agro, I don't know. Okay, Abeku. Abeku Santana. Abeku Santana. Abeku Santana. Okay, Kwame, Kwame. Kwame Baniako. Oh, Chiamme Kwame. Chiamme is a bad guy. Yeah. That's what Kwame they are playing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who is the most common Kwame in Ghana? 
challenge competitive. Why be Sefakai? You know, you know, um, well, because you say people Kwame. would normally call him Sefakai. Oh, uh, somebody say Kwame Nkrumah. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Kwame Nkrumah. No, it's true. Call him Nkrumah. The question. No, no, no. Nobody called Kwame Nkrumah just Nkrumah. You are changing the question. Uh -huh. The question is not who is the most important or famous Kwame. Yeah. Uh -huh. Which name comes to mind? The question is that when I say Kwame, which who name comes to mind? Because name. this is a test of what you are thinking about mm. in yes. your relationship. It's not about who is the greatest. Yes. Uh, that issue of who is the greatest is Kwame Nkrumah. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. That. It, that's what I'm People normally refer to Nkrumah. No, no it's quite, it's, 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 it's not, I'm, see, I'm not saying there's a right answer. Uh, I say when I say Kwame, what do you what comes into your head? Uh, that's not Kwame Yuji. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Kwame Yuji. I'm going to say Kwame Jokoto. Part one and two. That was the band. When I don't know baby. Now, send me a water. Now, turn was at a Rubia Bishibi. A man with an error name who can speak fancy like that. Charlie, don't know understand that why he's like this man had a whole car head by himself. Wow. The whole head of a car on, on, on TV. I'm telling you. Wow. <laughs> he put the car head in front of you. That's why we talk to Anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, Nathan, before you, you come in, I wanted to just uh, remind you about something while we're at it. This Mother's Day, CTFM and CTTV, we are creating a platform for you to celebrate your mother with a grand gesture through a portrait of Mama. So whether your mother is Anita, Julia, Valeria, Pamela, or all the names that rappers mention in their music, <laughs> in a hundred words or less, celebrate Mama for making the most important intervention that changed the course of your life. Your entry should begin with, but for Mama. Submit your name, your mama's name, and your contact information. Send your entry via WhatsApp 054-998-6996 or 0240-444-7033. That's 054-998-6996 or 020-444-7033. Send in that captivating story about your mama and you could win a spot for her at the Portrait of Mama Dinner event and other thoughtful prizes. Deadline for submission of entries 30th April 2023. You can also call 0205-973-973. Portrait of Mama brought to you by City. Okay, quick one before Nathan. Ivan, Ivan. Ivan, a diamond. Kashiga. So you are into education and you are into um, film and production. <laughs> Nathan, if I say Ivan, what comes to your head? A diamond, sir. Okay. When I say Jerry, <laughs> I put Jerry the only one. Jerry. No, when you say Jerry, I think of Jerry have Oh, oh yeah, Jerry, Charlie, Jerry, Jerry come here, Charlie, Jerry they here, oh, Charlie, Jerry they come. No, Jerry they here, Charlie, there can only be one Jerry. Really? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, of him, Jerry, I'm a shy. You think of Rollins? Oh yeah, Jerry they Charlie, Jerry come the place, so Charlie. Yeah. Speaking of which, tomorrow uh, there's a book launch on Jerry John Rollins. Is it? What's the yeah, title? Yes. Sure. Yeah. Don't worry, we will be there. What's the, what's the Richard, title? Richard, Richard, Sky, and I. What's the title of the book? Um, on Jerry Rollins. Yes. Hold on. Ho hold on one second. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll get that for you. Okay. 
so we are, we are still on it so nathan has a couple of quick announcements for us <clears throat> yes april is the month of jazz and alliance Frances accra is inviting you to the societe general ghana jazz festival is a week-long celebration of jazz in all its forms now there are two concerts days 28th april you see pamela bajugo from gabon followed by the renowned victor day quartet they will be in uh, they'll be performing and april 29th we'll see charlie from benin and the multi-talented kwame yeboa and the kwame band from ghana tickets are going for 50 cities a day and 30 cities for students follow at af underscore accra on all socials for updates and workshop registration the societe general ghana jazz festival inspired by alliance francaise now you contribute to the growth and success of the ghanaian textile industry every time you wear your authentic fabrics gtp mm-hmm. says thank you always purchase original genuine and authentic gtp fabrics contact 050-994-0949 to buy online or visit any of the accredited dealers nationwide or any wooden shop gtp lifestyle okay quick one when i mentioned the name carlos um, uh, what about carl Carl to four. Lewis. Carl to four. Lewis. Carl. What about Nicholas? Nicholas Duncan, Duncan Williams. Williams. Nicholas Duncan Williams. Nicholas Duncan Williams. All of you. Nathan, is it Duncan Williams? <laughs> yeah, I get it. No, I'm not saying, I'm not asking you a quiz question. I'm asking what comes into your head. <clears throat> oh, well, yeah, Duncan Williams. Yeah. When I say okay. Tabita. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Joshua. Joshua. Alabi. Alabi. Kimmich. Yeah, Rebecca. Rebecca Akufuado. <laughs> Solomon, Solomon, Asante, Cancer, Fifi, 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 for me, cranting. Uh, oh, no, 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 and there's no, you know, that's. Uh, if you have to think about it, then it's not, it's not immediate. Charlie, there's group thinko, Neta. It's like you are letting the people influence your thinking. No, 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 not necessarily. I'm also <laughs> giving my own. Charlie, <laughs> <laughs> somebody said he Jerry, 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 I come in cool. But but I go. Let me just give you this one quickly. So the book is actually being launched tomorrow. Okay. It's called Revolution and Democracy in Ghana. Okay. The politics of Jerry John Rawlings by. Professor Haynes. Jeffrey Haynes, mm. and yeah, um, it's going to be. Uh, we have Dr. Benjamin Kumbo mm. and Mr. Kufito Tobikwachi. Mm-hmm. Who, who is the author? On this. Professor Jeffrey Haynes on, uh, on Rollins. Yeah, I we actually interviewed him on the big issue not too long ago. I remember oh. you put him on. Yes, yes, yes. he yeah. did his PhD on Jerry Rollins. Charlie, he spent his. He, he lived in Ghana for seven he's years. The avatar of Jerry Jerry yeah, yeah, yeah. Rollins studies. Yeah, and we have uh, the analysis of the book. Just listen to this list, too. Mm-hmm. Professor Kusieni. Mm-hmm. Dr. Samuel Kofi Dakwa, Dr. Rosina Foley, Dr. Mamia Joa Jechijando, Dr. Michael Pesa White. Everybody's there. Yes. Richie Sky will also be there. And Ben Kumbo is what? He's MC. MC, Charlie. Last one, last one. Thomas. Obina. Thomas Party. Thomas Party. What about Mohammed? Mohammed Kudu. Ali. So you use Ali Kudus. Mohamed Kudus. It's a moment they have to think about it. Mohamed Salah. Sure, but it didn't come to me like that. But they, they call him Mo, right? More, more, more. No, the no, they, they call him Mohamed. The Mo is the British people who call him Mo. Oh, Mo the Arab world know what they call him Mo. They call him Mohamed. Yeah. But Mohamed Salah, I think of him as Salah than Mohamed. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> I think of him as Salah than Mohamed. What about Kofi? Hey. Kofi. 
What if I told you that first things first and that there are things etched in stone that never change? For example, one comes before two, A before B, and B comes before N. And at FBN, our goal is to put you at Cherish Customer First. Our financial services offer the gold standard of value and excellence. And if I told you that you deserve the final things in life, it means you should bank with FBN Bank, where we put the B before the N. Think FBN, you first. Take a show, Media Trends is next with Nathan. All right, so what's in the trends this morning? Well, a number of different things. Thomas Partey is trending. Yesterday, the shortlist for the team of the season was, was you know, released online. And p- several people are talking about why Thomas Partey did not make it in there as well. For the basketball fans, a few things concerning the NBA playoffs are also trending. Curry, Clay trending. Mm-hmm. Warriors trending. They lost. They are down 0-2 to the Sacramento Kings in the NBA playoffs. Hashtag YNWA is also trending. Of course, Liverpool absolutely shellacked leads by six goals to one. Hashtag City CBS is equally trending. And um, you have um, some of these other things trending as well. In terms of the tech news though, WhatsApp, WhatsApp and other encrypted messaging apps are uniting against a setting law plan that's coming in from the UK. Now, encrypted messaging services have jointly called for changes to parts of the UK online safety bill. Sky, I'm sure mm-hmm. you know of this. Now, WhatsApp, Session, Signal, Element, Threema, Viber, and Wire have all signed a letter asking the government to urgently rethink the proposed law. Critics say that the bill could undermine end-to-end encryption, mm-hmm. the privacy technology these companies provide. Now, ministers want the regulator to be able to ask the platforms to monitor users to root out child abuse images but the government says it is possible to have both privacy and child safety so that's the lowdown that's coming in so expect that um, a lot of these um, messaging platforms will be going back and forth with the government on these most um, likely a lot of lawsuits yes yes yes. so so that's the lowdown that's coming in whatsapp and other messaging services are uniting to fight the new uk government plan on end-to-end encryption and and all that and what's happening with this party thing is there a formula they use for selecting the best in 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 this this is what i don't because i i don't i I, I don't think party configuration of a team that should not have party yeah of course i don't think party makes it for footballing reasons unless of course it's been done for by british people you know, british i audience. think i think he did not make the short list for, for marketing reasons for other reasons for marketing but reasons. we all know that yeah, party is one of the best the main yeah. mm. so that was like media trends this is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation
Where them is sitting on my mic Tolerating me from now to 745 Ghana food is in the brave, but this is the baby life Had in China, South Korea, the dollar would decide yeah. Hmm, that's why my dream would have been there And young people are going to be deep in me in me Who said me cause drama when you win the penny Rapping in your sick and coming to the bubble bus Yes, they were dreaming what they wanted to know about the cocoa They were dreaming what they wanted to know about the cocoa They were dreaming what they wanted to know about the cocoa They were dreaming what they wanted to know about the cocoa They were dreaming what they wanted to know about the cocoa I'm sorry, the keyboard is in shock. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 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 I'm sorry, Alright, so uh, guys, uh, so you know I was trying to buy a car uh, recently, in October yes. and I, I decided against it. You've given up. I decided to wait because the time I wanted to buy the car, the exchange rate was, didn't make any sense, right? Mm-hmm. So you see a car which is $20,000 and the time you started thinking about buying the car, the city was around 8 then by the time we finish discussing the car, it goes to like 11. So I said I was going to buy. But the other reason was usually when you want to buy a car, you you you, you speak to uh, a clearing agent. And a clearing agent will calculate based on the car's description, the age of the car, the price of the car, the potential duties you would pay. <coughs> All right. And Sky, it, it, for me, I think that this is one of the serious issues in the country. So... Is there okay? There are good. Re- there are good things about this. The good thing is that the overdependence on imports may reduce, right? Because mm-hmm. the ports aren't doing that well, and it's not necessarily a good thing now. But if you are trying to shift away from import dependence and you are trying to come up with local substitutes and you are trying to reduce the pressure on the city, it may not be a bad thing, mm-hmm. right? Because you are you are importing finished products and you are exporting raw material. You'll be forced to look for local alternatives. But the problem, though, is that things like cars, we are not manufacturing enough in the quantities that will make the price affordable. Why aren't we importing too many cars as well? That's the point. But I, I, I don't know. But the, the examples of the things that are being affected by the port is not just cars. Mm-hmm. right? Yesterday when I interviewed Fabag, John Awuni said that even raw materials that they use, he actually gave me an example so that if you are buying a, a part for something that you are fixing, so if you are into breweries and you have to bring in some component, I mean, that, that number of taxes, I mean, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, about 16 taxes, and then 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, and 8 charges. Like, it doesn't make sense. Why? See, so let me give you an example. Somebody wants to buy a Chevrolet. Mm-hmm. A Chevrolet Sonic Hatchback. Right? Let me look at that. Car. Chevrolet Sonic Hatchback. Which costs $10,000. So it's an old car. It's a cheap car. $10,000. Now, at the, at the time this was being processed, this is just last month, the dollar exchange rate oh, at the port small car. was 11 CDs to the dollar. Mm-hmm. So the $10,000 
times 11 is 112,000 CDs. All right, so you're going to look for 112,000 CDs to buy a car. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> now, the number of taxes you pay on this car, <laughs> if you put it, so let, let's take it one by one. There's an import duty. All right. And that import duty is the basic import duty is 12,000 CDs. All right. The import duty is 10%. And this 10% is 10% on the uh, value of the car, right, at CIF, 12,000 CDs. Then there's something called import VAT. So there's between the duty and the VAT. <laughs> now, I don't understand how you're adding VAT. Are you adding value to the car? So why is there VAT on it? Isn't VAT supposed to be on services? So is the import VAT a VAT on the service of import? Right, because the basic thing of VAT is value-added service. Mm -hmm. So if I import a used car from US, why are you charging me an import VAT of? I mean, look at the percent of the import VAT, fifteen percent. So now you're paying twelve thousand for import duty, twenty-one thousand for import VAT. Then there's an ECOWAS levy of six hundred CDs. Right, and that ECOWAS levy of six hundred CDs is basically a zero point five zero percent of the value of the car. All right. Then I'm paying a vehicle examination fee of 1,200 CDs. Again, the vehicle examination fee is derived from some calculation, 1% of the value of the car. Then since the car was 112,000, 1,200, right? Then you are paying a network charge of 448 CDs to incomes. Network charge. Again, this network charge, when you calculate it, the network charge is defined in a very interesting way it's like oh 0.4 percent of the value of the car so 448 cities right then you have a network charge vat Charlie. so you are paying a network charge and they are vatting the charge so it's like a tax upon tax right and the network charge vat <laughs> this is this is beyond ridiculous network charge uh, vat is different from the network charge nhl and there's also a network charge COVID. So that one network charge is suffering from three different taxes. A network charge VAT, which is 70.62. A network charge COVID of 4.48. Then there's a Ghana Shippers Authority fee of $9. Then there's an import NHIL. So you've paid import duty of 12000 Import VAT of 21000 There's an import NHIL of 3,304 CDs. Right? Then you have an import charge NHIL. Sorry, sorry, you have an, sorry, the network charge, there are four things network charge, network charge VAT, network charge COVID, and the network charge NHIL. So on one network charge, you are paying four taxes on the network charge. So everybody is taking their share of the network charge, right? Then you have an import NHIL of 3000, right? Then you have the GHS disinfection fee. So I didn't know they disinfected cars. So apparently you disinfect the car and the amount you are paying is 330 CDs. Alright. I've not finished though. Now this disinfection fee, I want to give you the percentage calculation. Um, the disinfection fee, I, I, I can't find it. It's somewhere. Then you have the Ministry of Trade and Industry E1D1F fee. <laughs> so apparently because we are trying to do import substitution 1D1F, Somebody had a clever idea that when somebody imports something, charge him a fee so that I can use the money to do one district, one factory. Like, this is ridiculous. So, this import uh, 
this multi e one d one f fee uh, what's the percentage self I'm, I'm looking for it right but then it amounted to in the case of this chevrolet car five cds right five cds then it's a seed is a levy or it's a fee so now there's a special import levy of two percent that takes your that is two thousand four hundred cities right so i've already paid twelve thousand on import duty i've paid twenty one thousand on import vat i've paid three thousand for import nhil i've paid thousand two for vehicle examination fee paid six hundred for ECOWAS levy paid three thirty for ghana health service disinfection fee now you're paying two thousand four hundred for special import levy of two percent then you have the exim levy of 901 cds then you have the get fund import levy of 3304 cds then you have a network charge get fund levy it's a network charge there it's a software it has <laughs> network charge has software it has it has five taxes on it that's 11 cds then you have au import levy 240 and then you have the covid health recovery levy 1300 now guess what the total taxes duties levies fees and charges on a car that cost 112,000 cities is 47,000 cities that's close to 50 percent or maybe 45 percent but that's even low and this is as of as of you haven't added other things so you haven't started repairing the car all right so and the other problem is that because the taxes are so many if you listen to the people in the port they are saying that our port traffic has gone down because we are competing against togo and abidjan lome there's more certainty there we are told in fact i was making a point yesterday and i just wanted to corroborate that point if you go to if you if you track um cargo traffic in the gulf of guinea if you track cargo traffic in the gulf of guinea there are about 5400 seagoing vessels that cross the gulf of guinea every year right and sky that number has not reduced so if the ghana port is saying that traffic has reduced from june to now it just means that we are losing business to togo and abidjan because the the the, the volume coming to the sub-region is the same okay now if i use the example of um a 2010 Camry, even worse, right? A Toyota Camry of 2010, and we did our calculation on air yesterday. The value of the car, a free on board, right? 2010 Toyota Camry, value of the car free on board is 114,000 CDs. Mm-hmm. So a bit, a bit similar to your car. Now, this car is a 2010 car, so if I'm buying it this month, it means I have to pay a duty for old car. So let me give you the taxes. Import duty of 10%. It takes it to 20, um, 12,000 cities, right? Import VAT of 15%. And this 15% is not just on the value of the cow. It's 15% on import duty plus import NHL plus import get fund plus COVID health as the base. It takes my amount to 21,000. Processing fee, I don't know yet. ECOWAS levy, 626 cities. Vehicle examination fee, 1,250. Network charge, 459. Network charge VAT, 72. Network charge COVID health, 4.6. Import NHL, 3,446. Network charge NHL, 11.49. Vehicle overage penalty of 20%. So because the car is more than 10 years old, 
you are paying a 20 percent on that that's twenty-five thousand cds right special import levy of two percent two thousand five hundred ghana export import bank exim levy of 0.75 939 cds get fund import levy or duty get fund import duty 3446 network charge get fund levy 11.49 au levy 250 covid health recovery levy i don't even know what these things mean 1378 ghana shippers authority fee nine dollars ghs disinfection fee 330 multi ed e 1d1 fee five cities sky for a car that costs a hundred and fourteen thousand cities your total taxes, fees, and charges are 74,000 CDs. Now, if you calculate that 74,000 CDs on the FOB price, that 74,000 CDs is close to 64%. Yeah. Right? I, I mean, so, and the, the, the funny thing is that Ghana still has a low tax level in terms of tax to GDP ratio of 30%. Now, that tells you that our tax policies are wrong-headed. We are targeting the same people and we are overtaxing them. A lot of people are not paying and so we are not able to raise enough revenue and you are punishing those who pay with these obnoxious taxes. And I'm going to add a special 20% excise duty. I don't know if you have the audio of this guy, uh, um, the guy I interviewed yesterday. He was saying that, look, a lot of businesses are collapsed. In fact, there's a story on um, on GNA where Ibrahim Kumsin is saying that most of the industrial companies are going out of They're business. Going out of business. Oh. You know, I was talking to a guy yesterday about a company that we did some work with. Mm-hmm. And he said, oh, the company, they've stopped working. They've go- Everybody has gone home. Mm-hmm. Another media house says, oh, they've closed. Everybody's gone home. So it's like a lot of people are just packing shop and closing. Mm-hmm. So go home, you know. And I feel like there has to be a conversation about this extortionist approach. Because to have, to have 16 taxes on one product and then seven charges. So that's 20. 16 plus 7 is what? 23. How? Let me ask you a question. One of our listeners, Neil Antio Van Kodison, says, Bernard, how do you want us to implement our automotive policy if these taxes are not put in place on importing cars? Very good question. Your automotive policy is essentially meant to assemble vehicles. Okay. Now, I don't want to bash somebody's policy in terms of whether just bringing the various parts because the real value is creating the parts. Mm-hmm. So the first problem with the automotive policy is that different countries have added value to raw materials and just created components that you are just putting together. Mm-hmm. So it's not real value addition. Okay. So that's the first problem. All right. But fair and square. So you say, are saying you are doing vehicle. What is the average price of the vehicle being assembled here? How, how does Affordable. it compare to the average income? It's not like when in Nigeria we are doing Peugeot cars where the price was really affordable. Mm. Okay. A lot of these cars, they still price it in dollars. So if you say you want to bring in, it's like, it's like saying, you, you want to bring in... They, they, you see, when it's used, but they make the argument for rice. Right? So, if you are going to have enough automotive assembly for the price to be low enough for the average worker to afford it, mm. then you can say you are going to prevent dumping, you are going to have an import substitution. So, import substitution is not prohibitive tariffs. Mm. Import substitution is preparing the ground to have competitive production. Then you use both tariff and non-tariff barriers to support. So, there are places where you support the local producer. Right, you make now. John Awuni is producing. The t- okay, let me. In fact, good question. Let me even give you another one. The things I sent you were for an imported finished product. Let me send you an imported raw material. 
all right an imported raw material so this is say clinker your cement maybe your ajata cement and you're bringing in clinker to do your cement let me mention the charges you pay on imported raw material this is not imported finished product because the thing about creating anything is that no one country has all the parts required to build anything so even if in ghana we are building we are, we are making shoes to import something let's assume Tony is importing leather from nigeria or from italy to make his shoes he will pay an import duty of 10 percent import vat of 15 percent import any child of 2.5 percent import get fund levy of 2.5 import covid of one percent equas levy of 0.5 if he's export importing from outside ECOWAS. he will pay a network charge of 0.4 percent network any child of 0.01 Network get fund levy 0.01. Network COVID 0.004. Network VAT 0.064. This person is manufacturing in Ghana. Special import levy 2%. Export import levy 0.75%. Inspection fee 1%. AU levy 0.2%. Now, when he puts all his taxes that he's paying on that leather together, he's paying 39.03% of the value of this raw material as tax. He's not finished. He will now pay disinfection fee of $30. Ghana Shippers Council fee of 9 CDs. Ministry of Trade E1D1FU of 5 CDs, FDB charge of 300 CDs, shipping line cost of 6,640 CDs for the thing he's bringing in. He will pay MPS to 1,340 and he also pay freight of 1,600. And now, how is he going to price his shoe to compete? So, somebody will bring shoes from China, shoes from China, Cantamato. Or let's assume you are doing textiles and you need to bring. So, the point is, this is not just for finished goods. So, for intermediate goods as well, it's very expensive. So, I think the policy we adapt is, is the tax definition is narrow, the taxes are prohibitive, and it's counterproductive. Listen to Awuni, he's, he's in the industry. Then we can take some more questions. Well, I will uh, say that uh, it's very disappointing. And indeed, the death warrant has been signed for, uh, to, for those manufacturing uh, firms. And I also say that it's a complete contradiction of uh, uh, the mantra of the uh, government uh, that the uh, one DF, uh, one one uh, one one DF, uh, uh, one D one F, one what? One D one F, you mean? One D one F, I mean. So it appears to be against the. Uh, that's completely. They shot themselves in the foot because you cannot seem to say that you are promoting industry and then you have come out with a tax that is completely going to shoot down that industry the exercise tax that you talk about 20 percent if indeed the, uh, they go ahead to uh, uh, implement it i'm very hopeful that in the past there have been taxes that have been approved by parliament but have not been implemented by the executive so i'm still very hopeful that the president will heed to the uh, cry of industry the president will heed to the cry of the individual and the ordinary Ghanaian in on the street. The president will heed to the call of civil society and the generality of the Ghanaian public that things are not going well. The 20% exercise duty will effective implement will effectively be like a 28% tax that will be applied on the final commodity and if we talk about exercise duty it basically means that it basically means ex factory production what it means bernard is that when this exercise duty is implemented unfortunately if it is implemented 
after you have paid the import duty, 10% on your raw material, in some cases, let me acknowledge this, in some cases, some raw material is 5%. But after you have paid 10% import duty on raw material, paid import VAT, which is 15%, import NHIL, 2.5%, import get fund, 2.5%, import COVID-19, which is 1%, which is 1% equals maybe 0.5%, network charge, which is 0.4%, Network NHIL, which is 0.01%. Network Get Fund Levy, which is 0.01%. COVID Get Network COVID-19, which is 0.004%. Network VAT, which is 0.064%. Special Import Duty, 2%. Export Import Levy, 0.75%. Inspection Fee of 1%. African Union levy, 0.2%. The compounded in tax is 39.03%. Then, in addition, you pay this infection fee, pay Ghana Shippers Council fee, pay MOTI, pay FDA, pay shipping line, pay MPS, and then pay for your freight. After you have wow. paid all these multiple of taxes, and then you get into your warehouse, you pay your warehousing fees. That's so there are now local fees, local fees, local overheads that you are going to take care of. The local overheads includes your salaries, your wages and salaries that you will be paying. Plant maintenance fees. You are going to be paying for food and drugs board uh, fees. You are going to pay for uh, EPA people. You pay for standard authority. Uh, you pay uh, SNIT, SNIT. You pay fire service. You pay... Whatever you pay, all those things that finally that you you those costs, you produce the final product. After you have produced the final product, then you will now slap twenty percent on the cost of the final product. I hope you're getting me right. Mm -hmm. After you have produced everything, if your cost is from the port to your warehouse is hundred cities. And within the warehouse, all the overheads you have added in producing the product, maybe it's 20 cities. You've added 20 cities. Then the total cost now is 120 cities. You now charge 20% of the 120 cities and pay tax on it to the government before you now sell it out. To the, uh, you now add your profit margin and then send it out to the, to the wholesaler. Then the wholesaler also now uh, build up his own fees. Loading and offloading, wow. transportation, warehousing, labor, and then add a margin. Then the wholesale also give it to a retailer. The retailer also take it, transloading and offloading, warehousing, and then add retailers, uh, the, the, the labor fees and add margin, and then find to the final consumer. So consequently, a product that began from overseas as maybe 50 cities per unit, will end up to be like 200 cities to the Ghanaian consumer. And so when I hear very educated people and people that you seem to, to, to you, 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 are, you must respect, say that, yes, uh, the inflation in the country is being driven by traders. They are extorting Ghanaian consumers. They are not patriotic. I just bow my head in, in, in well, well, in disappointment because they must understand 
exactly what happened. All right, so I'm looking at the schedule of the import duty charges you've gone through, and I see uh, 16 tax items of various kinds, bringing the total to 39%. Then I see fees and charges, which are about seven, yeah, about seven, in addition to the 16. And you're telling me that all of these are before you add the 20% excise tax that has just been approved. All of this, not, not all of these are just the first leg or the first leg. After you have added all, you have done, added all this to your course, you now bring it to your warehouse. And when you bring the product to your warehouse, that is a raw material. And now you add your, you have given to produce the product. So there are other fee costs that is going to cost of production of the raw material. After you have produced, then you now charge 20% of the cost of the overall, the grand wow. total cost of the product before you now, and, and you pay tax on that one to the government. I, it is mind-boggling the way people, we, 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 we run our systems. And when I look at the system of tax tax the tax system in the country, it is not engineered or designed for that matter to, uh, to, to, create, in, in, to, to create room for industry to grow. No wonder we have remained a Hungarian society. I wrote all levels in the 90s, 80s, 90s. And for that matter, the issues that we talk about are uh, industry development in the country, and all, these are still the same problems that we learned in, uh, uh, during our old levels times. Nothing has changed. All right. And when we come into the system and say that, well, basically, we want to change the country and then promote industry, and then suddenly you come in with this whole array of taxes that are basically killer. And then when you want to talk, then they respond as if there, there was just no tax at all on the product. They are now beginning to tax. So that was John Awuni. We will talk to the GRA to explain the difference between some of these taxes. Because, Sky, I honestly, look, I did a bit of economics, but I, I, I don't understand some of this. Like, <laughs> you have an import duty, you have an import VAT, then you have an import NHIL. Mm-hmm. Now, the import VAT is calculated not on the basic cost of the vehicle mm-hmm. it's like a compounded base mm-hmm. they put different of the new taxes you pay inside mm-hmm. and then they add the import on all of it so mm-hmm. all the services within the service mm-hmm. you are voted for then for one charge for network charge <laughs> which you pay i think to ecoms it has like seven descendants mm-hmm. network charge vat network charge covid health Network charge NHL, network charge this, network charge that. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. And then they get f- the the NHL get fund. They have different iterations. Network charge get fund. You know. And then there's COVID health recovery levy. Then there's also network charge COVID. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure how COVID is dealing that with itself and dealing with another tax. You know, and it's and you know the problem. The GRA may have to admit, at least from the custom side, that you know in and it's, it's funny, the, the issue with reports is volumes. So if I have 100 containers, mm-hmm. it's better than having 50 containers, right? Mm-hmm. We are not getting the volumes mm-hmm. because there are other ports that are offering more certainty mm-hmm. and possibly more sensible more, taxes. Yeah. So the volumes are not coming in here. And we are suffering. So you are raising the rate, but you are still suffering because so, if you are going to, so now if you are raising the rate from 12.5, 
to to 15 and now you're raising to 17. Mm-hmm. everybody at 17 your the number of cars reduced from 100 to 50. right so you the field who are importing necessities will have to now suffer for it yeah you know so the government's revenue policy a lot of times does not ag- agree with its industrialization or business development policy mm-hmm. so they will say oh we want to be the engine of growth we want to support private sector look a lot of companies are in business just because of pride you know how when a football team plays for pride mm-hmm. it's like you don't want to stop their business or you are thinking about charlie but honestly to do business in ghana and then then, then the gra has somebody tackled you before or be tackle <laughs> not tackle in football though they tackle they just you so they do they hold you yeah they'll hold say they, they've done some apart from all of this they'll say they've done some tax assessment for the past four years and you owe two million and they'll be tacking you as if you've committed some crime you know you are the one producing for the country they, they are collecting the money and they are making it look like you are sinning by doing business mm-hmm. so maybe we should all go and work for government if you all just retire and go and work at customs or senate and pay income tax because people are creating business they are creating opportunity and the other things are businesses are employing people we have about 200 mm-hmm. you know i mean the fact that we, we are not saying we shouldn't pay tax but the government's tax policy is destroying businesses and it's destroying the country i mean there's no other way to say it because you see the you are in a recession you've given poor haircuts People have invested, you've taken their money. Now, the business that is employing them too, you want the business to collapse by collecting their money. And then you say you've moved from taxation to production. But you are taxing the production to a point where it's not, it doesn't make sense no. to produce. Electricity bills have gone up by 30%. Fuel prices have gone up. If you do a business that requires diesel, let's assume your business involves using, you are clearing land to do farming. You need diesel for your excavator mm-hmm. to build a house. Diesel prices jumped almost, what, what percentage, right? And all of this is incre- increasing the cost of your business. And now they, they, are, they are attacking you as if you have committed some crime by starting a business. So people remove their business outside the country. I know people who say, I have a friend who says he's staying his company to, to Rwanda. He wants more certainty because they are given yeah. better terms. You know? And I'm, I'm saying that the government's tax policy is driving, is going to destroy the private sector. And people are going to lose work. Now, what is even interesting is that uh, the Ghana Federation of Labor. Okay, Ghana Federation of Labor. Let me read two stories for you. Read. And if Fred can call him. The Ghana Federation of Labor says the consistent reduction of new taxes in the country is a threat to the national economic development. Abraham Kumsin, GFL Secretary General, who spoke to the GNA in Tema, said companies had employees and paid their salaries. It's national service we are doing. Look. Do you know that an entrepreneur can decide to close his business and go and work for somebody? Mm -hmm, That's true. He can decide to go and work for somebody. And he'll get a job. He says, employees paid their salaries as well as social security, contributing to the improvement of the standard of living of Ghanaians. Hence, the numerous taxes could have adverse guests on the operations. He advised the government not to compel factories to move from the country because some companies had already begun to reduce their workforce, while others were planning to shut down soon. Mr. Kumsin stressed that the closure of the companies would adversely affect government revenue or for its development programs and increase the unemployment rate in the country. He cautioned that if the local companies would not be revived for the survival of the country, foreign countries investing in the country must not be discouraged. 
the GFL Secretary General urged the government to consider the implications of the excise duty bill on the manufacturing industry, saying it will cripple companies and increase unemployment. The GFL continues to receive calls from chief executive officers of companies and other stakeholders, raising concern that the new laws are rushed and passed without proper consultation to weigh the implications on the industry. Then let me read another story. He said, Tema industries are struggling to survive. About 95% of all industries established in Tema and the with Dr. Kagokrumen's Tema uh, industrialization regime have collapsed. Same, same guy, Ram Kumsin, uh, disclosed this to the GNA in an interview in Tema, and this is April 6th. He said, those that managed to survive successive governments were struggling with their operations. He said, the lack of concern for the survival of these companies by successive governments was worrying and that their existence in the country must be focused of economic development team of subsequent governments. The unionist was visibly unhappy about the collapse of the companies. Mentioned some of the companies as Ghana Textile Manufacturing Company, GTMC, they've collapsed. Temak Textile Limited, collapsed. Tema Food Complex, collapsed. State Housing Corporation, collapsed. Black Star Line, collapsed. Sanyo, collapsed. Akasanoma, collapsed. Pioneer Aluminium, collapsed. Ghana Aluminium, collapsed. ICI, collapsed. BBC, collapsed. Meat Factory, collapsed. Mankwazi Fisheries, Collapse, African Motors, Collapse, Super Paper, Collapse, West Code Textile, Collapse. It says companies like Textile Limited, which is GTP, Volta Aluminium Company, Vaco, Tema Oil Refinery, Aluwex, Nestle, and Steelworks are managing to survive despite prohibitive operational cost and taxation that is making them struggle. And you see, you can go and collect. 2 million tax from a company and say you are raising revenue for government. That company will suck 2,000 workers and there'll be 2,000 mouths to feed. 2,000 people not working. Do you know the number of teenage pregnancies that will evolve? Do you know the number of spousal abuse and suicides that will... We don't even think about the social cost of unemployment. We always think about revenue, revenue, revenue. You are, you are even mismanaging the revenue. And your industrialization policy is not even properly calibrated. And then a few companies that are industrialized, you have gone through an era where your industries have your industrial contribution has been eroded and then you are you are you are telling yourself you are doing services now service companies like media houses you are reducing their frequency you are charging them senseless fees and you come to them as if they owe you money what does government produce what what does how many how many what does government produce what are they producing the food we eat the water we drink the clothes we what are they they're not producing they are just in government okay policy and things why are they attacking companies that are producing the things that we eat people are farming people are, people are people have invested to do farms and things people have invested to build factories and you know you are collecting the money as if they are committing a crime you are the one and you if we don't okay what if we all stop our business what will you do meanwhile the, the tax that you are supposed to collect property tax where people are putting up expensive buildings that we don't know who owns them no we don't want to collect it then the one that we are doing business small that we want to survive and employ people, you want us to die. And you see, Godfrey, what I'm saying is that if if we don't take care, we are going to create a society where there will be no proper businesses. Corruption will be high because you cannot survive in this economy. I'm, I look, I am a, I'm telling you what, when I look at the numbers, mm. a lot of the companies that even advertise, they've closed. Ad agencies closed. Gone home. And the, 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 the revenue is almost like government just looks for money. And the government doesn't use the money well. Yet, they are cutting everybody's hair, 
collecting as much money and putting it into a basket that is leaking. And we, the people who are creating value, have been driven out of business. And you've signed three taxes and you are saying you need four billion to get, to get IMF three billion. We'll go back to look the kind of economic policy we run in this country. We are in what year? 2020, what? 2023. Nathan, by the year 2028, if we are still alive, we would have gone to IMF again. Hey! Oh. If 2028 is even far. We are in 2023. Eh? Whoever wins 2024, they will do up and down. By 2027, you will go to an IMF program. Because the, the model you run is part of a system that is meant to miss. The political leaders don't have, they don't understand or they don't want to create real value. So they just do inflation targeting. Government will collect a lot of money, use it on profligate projects, populist political promises, chop the money to the bone, do politics with it, come to power, do the same thing. And then those who are trying to create some real value have been driven out. A lot of the brain drain that's happening is not just doctors and nurses. Companies are moving. People are sending their businesses out. People are sending their children out. Going to school abroad and things. We are not doing right. We are not doing the right things. I'm telling you. And the social cost of unemployment. I, I think the government doesn't value job creation as a key part of the economic mandate. If a company employs 2,000 people, the company is providing a service for the country. So they should be, they should be taxed proportionately. Not in this sense, this way they are doing it. You know, and then the small money we collect. What are they using it for? This is we are going to buy fertilizer for people. Anyway, I'm going to do a couple of quick uh, turns. Then I'll do an interview. Meanwhile, you can send us your view 0549986996. Nathan, if you can read a few couple of comments for me. Oh yes. Um this one says the import duty isn't calculated on CIF. It's always from customs valuation. The worst part is the import VAT calculation. The import duty is added to the CIF, uh, broadening the base, and that 15% VAT is calculated on that. Such an outrageous system. Kofi Intema says that. This one says, good morning, Ben. I just draw your attention to something. The shipping lines and terminals will also charge you taxes for COVID and NHIL, which the importer has already paid. On the duty okay the value of the car you are mentioning is not the price paid for it it is the port that determines that value and calculates all the taxes and charges on that that car may be bought for about between 2,000 and 4,000 USD okay interesting uh, this one says that, that's 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 true that's correct okay that's correct this one says the taxes charged don't pay sorry me. that sorry that's why the whole benchmark value discussion came up so the chevrolet that cost hundred and twelve thousand as mm-hmm. valued could actually cost maybe sixty thousand cities but they will use the a system to say in our system this your chevrolet is hundred and twelve thousand calculate everything on it okay all right this one says the taxes charge doesn't pay me but the money is not even used for the right things 
I won't be half I won't be surprised half the money ends up in the hands of the ports authorities and their cohorts. The kind of cars they own and their salaries for 20 years cannot buy those cars. Okay. Um this one says I run a small cold store and the amount and number of taxes are really affecting our business. We are running out of business gradually. The amount of taxes we pay on just 200 kg of chicken products are just too much. We don't even make that much as profit at the end of the month after deducting electricity, rent and labor. Uh, this one says, Bernard, what beats my mind is that when you buy Kantanka cars, you pay duty on them. <laughs> the important parts. Interesting. All right, this one says, Bernard, manufacturing companies are moving to neighboring countries, uh, especially Cote d'Ivoire. Okay. This one says, I imported a 2019 RAV4 in October, paid 55K in December. I imported the same thing in January, and the import duty has shot up to 90K. As it stands, I'm currently unable to clear the charge because of um, the extra charge. All right. This one says, we imported 40 pieces of solar lights about a mm. month ago and paid almost 120,000 to clear them. This implies 3,000 CDs per light in duties. And it says, these are not even manufactured in Ghana and will not be drawing power from the grid. Hold on. Let, 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 let the solar read it, again, read it again. Okay, so it says we imported 40 pieces of solar lights mm -hmm. about a month ago and paid almost 120,000 CDs to clear them. Um, this implies 3,000 CDs per light in duties. These are not manufactured in Ghana and will not be drawing power from the electricity grid. First of all, I mean, you see, does it even make sense for a country that has so much sunlight? So much sunlight, which God has given to us. We are not buying it from anybody. To continue over dependence on Akosombo and these, um, what do you call it, gas plants. When in fact we could diversify a way as to make it possible for people to harness so solar, solar energy. I mean, countries in Europe, Germany, Australia, um, you know, in, in, in the far Asian region, they are doing so well with what? Solar energy. And they are not so much blessed with the sun. And in fact, I mean, Europe is now looking to what they have already invested in the northern part of Africa, yeah. trying to harness solar energy and pipe it to the U U UK and, and, and these European countries. We have sunlight here. People are bringing in solar panels so they can generate electricity, ease the burden on the national grid. And we are charging them 3,000 Ghana cities. Uh, th this is scandal. But you know, you know that what you are saying is so true, and it actually goes to the heart of why we are in debt. You see, a lot of countries in debt have a number of characteristics. The first characteristic is that they are not energy sovereign. Mm -hmm. So energy sovereignty means that you have the resources to produce renewable power without depending on an external source. So, for example, Akosombo power plant. And you see, in Chroma, oh my God, in Chroma is too good. <laughs> if you look at all the power we've added, in Chroma, I was thinking about energy sovereignty. That's why I started Akosombo. If you go and bring... Uh, a gas-powered solar plant, mm -hmm. which at the time you are not a gas producer, it doesn't make you energy sovereign because you are going to depend on Import natural imported natural. gas or imported crude or imported whatever. So countries that are in debt, when you put them globally together, one of the main, there are three characteristics about those countries. The first one is that they don't have energy sovereignty. sovereignty. So you look at the components of our debt, a lot of it is energy. If you disaggregate the debt that Ghana owes, tall debt, energy sector accrued debt a lot of energy sector so we are not energy sovereign number two we are not food sovereign 
And I'm saying that these things are part of a system that our leaders have agreed, either through laziness or ignorance or acquiescence. To because you see, once you can produce your own power and once you can feed yourself, you will always be at the mercy of the dollar, and you will always be at the mercy of being an import-dependent economy. Right now, if you are not energy sovereign, if you are not food sovereign, there's no way you can be financially sovereign. You get it. So, and sometimes we need to read to do the lines. Oh, somebody come and sign a deal. Let's bring power from here. You have, re- that's why, it's, and I'm coming back to you. Renewable is solar. Mm-hmm. Renewable is wind. Wind. Renewable is akosombo. But no, we are all building plants. This, go and bring fuel from here. Go and bring fuel from here. So, you spend, all, look at the amount of money we spend bringing in fuel to power these plants. So you see, if we were sensible, as you said, we would have focused on solar. Mm-hmm. Now, the technology to produce solar, we won't learn it because it's too hard. So even we just want to import the solar panel. So the government, will, instead of the government thinking about how to be energy sovereign, it needs money to, to pay people's salary and to do election. So they, too, they will put the duty on the solar panel without thinking about the fact that ah, you have CSIR. Are you telling me that having natural resources of sunlight, you cannot... I mean, we are teaching kids how to do cells. Germany, Denmark, Europe, China, they are all into solar panel production. You have power here. You, you, you won't do. You rather go and bring somebody from Turkey to bring a ship to your port and then you go to Iran to go and buy fuel to power it. It's because you are not thinking straight. But it's not just because you are not thinking straight. Because the system has been set up so you will not be free. And you see, you the, the, the politician, if your objective is not to be sovereign as a country, we can say the same about food. Oh, produce cocoa. Produce cashew. Do you eat ca- do you eat cocoa? Oh, we need foreign exchange. You need rice. You need you need uh, yam. You need uh, a bli. You oh no no no. Let's do cocoa. Cash crops. Cash crops. Cash crops. Cash crops. Cash crops. Cocoa. Co- you are sitting here. People can't feed themselves during COVID. Vietnam said, "Don't give you rice." You are not you are not food sovereign. So that's the thing. See, if you don't link the economic policy, so the debt you are in. You dollars to import rice you need dollars to import uh, uh senior hosi bdc mm-hmm. that's why you are broke you see so i'm saying that there's a link between wrong-headed policy and i'm saying that our leaders as you said our leaders are very intelligent if they want to solve the problem they'll solve it but the system has been gamed and they can do the least to get the most so they don't care and until we start thinking more deeply if you are not energy sovereign and are not food sovereign you can't be financially sovereign so now your debt ah, 30 years ago why do you need eurobond for oh ghana is doing well middle class eurobond kufo he went he followed african he has jumped inside hey eurobond we are setting record hard to drink now <laughs> now <laughs> your debts are dollar denominated why do you need dollars what do you need dollars for sky i always say this you are in ghana if you produce your own food, you produce your own power. The Bank of Ghana could have given you money to produce that food. But because you have you have you have forced yourself to be part of this so-called international system, which you are importing things you are supposed to, to produce here and deliberately so. In the US government, ah, do you know how much Japan owes? Japan's debt to GDP is in the two hundreds. But it can because they are energy sovereign and they are food sovereign. So they are financially sovereign. US, US, they just create numbers to pay. You BOG, they borrowed 6%. Hey, they brought somebody from IMF coming sit in your BOG. 
because you need dollars because you are not sensible to know that if you can produce your own food and eat your food why does BOG need dollars for you to buy food that you produce in Afia Denigba? If you produce rice that you will eat in Jelukope, why do you need US dollar loan? You will want to buy that rice. But because you are importing the rice from Vietnam, you need dollars to pay for it. Do you get my point? So the problem is that your policy is wrong here. You are not thinking about being energy sovereign. So now, and they are very smart. So Ghana will never be food sovereign. So chicken, oh, let's not produce chicken. Let's import chicken from America. 10-year-old chicken that is dying. Import it and eat it because you need dollars to pay for it. Then you are slave to the dollar system. You see the point? So we are not thinking deeply. That's why we are suffering. And we are in this MPP. No, 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 no. Don't, 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 don't. You will suffer for long. Let me talk I to Abraham Kumsin. Abraham Kumsin, good evening. Is it good morning or good evening? Sky, I'm, and I'm, I'm saying that. You see, when you raise the energy issue, then it took my mind to the sovereignty because th- there is a deliberate, and our governments have been very lazy. Mm. Sky, if you look at our energy policy, Terrible. Sovereign, you see, there's a, when I say food sovereignty, if there's COVID for one year, you can cook enough food and eat. Why should you spend all your money producing cocoa and cashew when you don't have rice and you don't have you don't have yam? Do you eat cocoa? The dollars you get for cocoa, what will you do with it versus if you eat and you are satisfied? Oh, let's produce cocoa dollars. Go and buy finished goods. Mr. Kumsin is the Ghana Federation of Labor General Secretary. Good morning. Ah, good morning, man. I'm th- I'm thankful to you for joining us. You have made some very important points about the multiplicity of taxes and the effects on companies. But I want you to discuss this from the industrial side because a lot of your members at GFL are industrial companies who add value and employ a lot of people. What is the state of these industries? You can use some examples. <laughs> I don't want to quit, mention any, any particular company for now. And uh, last week, last week, one of the companies, the workers, came out. They said they were not going to work. We will have to find a way of talking to them. That the situation in this country is not too good. So to embark on such nasty action, it could backfire. And their their problem is some areas of uh, benefits that they are, they are entitled to have not been paid over a period of about two, three years, they're not getting it. So they want to do that. But we have to impress upon them to go back to go and work. And most of these industries have closed down. And the one that I'm even referring to, <laughs> the threat that anything could happen to, to that company. We have a lot of them, see. And it's all because of bad policies that have, you know, brought us to where we are now. And we thought that going forward, you know, successive government, and for that matter, this particular one, should, if they really came to come and then, you know, help things out. And, you know, they, they, they identify themselves with the capitalist, you know, ideology. And we thought that for capitalism, it's about encouraging you know, uh, the private sector to grow. But what we are seeing now, it appears they are they are they are they are rather destroying the sector because if you if you if you keep on piling taxes, taxes, 
and taxes instead of you to expand the tax net to reach out to those who are hiding. But the few who are in business, you continue piling taxes, taxes, taxes. What, 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 I mean, it's very difficult. It is very difficult to understand the, the, the ideology that they themselves are committed to applying. And in the end, last, I, I listed about 17 existing taxes that they are paying. 17 of them. And some are even duplicated because you see what, uh, what COVID-19 uh, network charge, then you go to another place, COVID-19 uh, special levy and all these things. So they, 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 we can't understand what ideology that they are really applying to work. So uh, this this uh, IMF thing, well, IMF, this is not the first time, but you see, you must engage. And apart from that, you shouldn't, you know, let the citizens suffer. Me, I've, I've lived for some years and I know. I've seen all these 17 or 18 tax, uh, uh, IMF, you know, machines, and we didn't go through such this kind of stress. No. It's very strange to the extent that even bondholders, pensioners, entitlement. Even now, if, I even fear, if I have some little money, I even fear to go and even uh, 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 open an account in a bank because you are not guaranteed. But I dig, dig a hole in my bedroom and then bury the thing there. If I need it, I just open up and take. So this is the situation that we find ourselves in. What, what, what choices are open to the companies? Are they cutting down production? Are they laying off workers? Or a combination of both? Because when taxes become high and cost of operations become high, managers make drastic choices. So based on what you know, what are the calculations they are making and what is the effect of those decisions? No, you see, you, you, you can't sell your products. And this morning, I heard Joe uh, uh, Weiss, an MP, saying that goods here are too expensive and that, you know, he went to China and bought something. So if you know that the conditions here are not helping, you know, uh, sales of product at, you know, a control price, and you go to China and bring products that we have substitutes here in this country. Then what, 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 are, what are you doing? If people here are overpricing or they are evading taxes, there are so many ways as government in power, you have you can deal with this kind of overpricing. But you leave Ghana, go to China, and go and buy something there. You see, but let, let me, the, the industries, because they, they will not be able to sell. Now that some MPs can go to China and go and buy things cheaper there. That's why it tells us that <laughs> our, our products here cannot be sold. Because Calipo, let me use Calipo. Calipo, it used to be two cities. I did some calculations. I think three cities or so. It's going to go to about six cities. Just Calipo. And look at malt and other, you know, soft drinks and all that. For alcohol, some one day, I don't care. They can pack the taxes on it. But things that our children, we buy for our children, things that ordinary people who, you know, need for their uh, daily, I mean, and you want to tax everyone. See, unfortunately, if even these taxes are being applied well, we have problem. Because this is a finance minister who in parliament, his own MPs, MPP MPs, but many of them said, no, the man is not 
competent. He's not able to manage the economy well. We don't want him. President, start him. So what, what has changed? Has he now gone to Harvard to do post-PhD within this short period to master the art of managing an economy? It's very sad. And this man is the person that we are, he's bringing taxes upon taxes and you know the man is not competent. And all that he's doing is to, is to undermine the economy, undermine businesses. And the MPs are there. They are part of this problem that you are facing. Everybody is saying, President, 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 yes, what, what is it? Or not, or your, or your baby. yes, he has the uh, constitutional mandate to do. But he's one person. That's why we have the, uh, the, 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 the Council of State members to also advise both parliament and then the, the uh, president himself. But they're also not doing it. Because of Article 71, they are there benefiting. But I think that you... Yeah, my time for me. Yeah, and yeah, just the last one. Over. Just the last one. The, you know, in industrial unions used to be very vocal and very impactful in their advocacy but these days it looks like even if they talk nobody minds them there a lot of you said the government should not sign the three taxes guta said it you said it agi said it but the government didn't mind any of you i mean is it that organized labor unions these days don't have the control the power because i mean when i was in the university in fact when i was in secondary school in the 90s it was it was a big deal when unions say that they wanted somebody to do something the government usually did it but it looks like these days they don't listen i lost him maybe we'll put him back and he'll deal with the, the, the question for me anyway we're still talking to abraham Coombs. since five minutes past nine um he, he's made the point right he's made the point about the the way companies have been destroyed and he, I couldn't have made it better. Now, the reason I called him is that GFL, a lot of their members are industry. So, you see, there's a difference between a company that imports um, shoes and sells versus a company that manufactures. Manufacturing companies have a lot yeah. of people. So, they have like 2,000 stuff and things. So, Mr. Coombs, I was just asking my last question when I lost you. My last yeah, question yeah. was that it seems as if, despite all the advocacy and the complaints from organized labor the, the government has not listened. Is it that your power is now weaker? Or is it politics? What's going on? <laughs> you see, they know that we now lack the capacity to fight them. And it's because the, the industry that used to be very vibrant is no longer strong as it used to be. And the workforce about 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 I would say about eighty something plus of them have lost their jobs, and so the few remaining, yes, we can talk. But when it comes to those days that we were in the union, eighty one. I mean, that is the time that Gaib was working. That is Gaib. That is Thor was in full operation. Vaco, very sensitive areas like. I can't count them. When we come together, when we meet, government, Shiva, even in the military, don't the military regime. Talk, talk, talk. Now, grab, now talk. When we hoist the red flag, to, to be another will run and come to us and come and plead. But you see, where is it now? Look, look at its condition. So, I think that what, what is happening now but all the same, that doesn't mean that it's like Ukraine and the, and the uh, 
Russia destroying this country. They know that they have assessed the, the strength or the capacity of, of, of Ukraine to engage them. That's why they are doing all these things. But NATO, I know that NATO will not abandon Ukraine and they can sustain the war to its logical conclusion. So I can say that workers are not finished yet. Unfortunately, some of us, we are, we, are, we are old, but we try to build <laughs> the youth, if they are ready and prepared to offer themselves, we will help them, you know, to build a very strong, vibrant, you know, trade unions. That, in fact, we are meeting, uh, uh, the organized device meeting at Menswick Hotel uh, Thursday afternoon. And, uh, we are you you consider your options. I, I wish you well. Thank you for your okay. time. Ibrahim okay. Kunsen okay. is a long-term unionist who has been at the forefront of the struggle for the improvement of lives of workers. And I was making a point about Ghana Federation of Labour that, you know, the factory is a very important part of any country. And they add value. So if somebody is doing juice, so you go and produce um, oranges in Isawam or mangoes at Dodoa, and then you send the mangoes or the oranges to in, to the factory. These people cut the, the, the fruit. They work on the factory floor. They add value. So you can you can produce, you can drink fruit juice, and also export the excess to Asda or Tesco and make yeah. extra money. Because they've added value. These are the p- people who he represents, these workers. So when they lose their jobs, it affects a lot of people. All right. Let me talk to the executive secretary of the Chamber of Automobile Dealership Ghana, George Dumenyo. I'm trying to understand <laughs> the way they calculated the thing. And even with my small accounts, the thing confused me. Because the taxes I counted on the car I wanted to buy. Nathan, where is the, where is the Chevrolet car? So maybe he'll help me understand the calculation and then how it's affecting the post. Mr. Dumenyo. Good morning. No, Dumenu. Dumenu. Uh, sorry, it's written NYO here. Forgive me. No, Dumenu. Dumenu. D-U-M-E-N-U. It's not, yes. a, it's not a fight. Take it easy. It's Dumenu. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, you know, I, I, let, me, let me tell you personally. I was trying to import a car last year and I abandoned the idea because the duties didn't make sense to me. Uh, I'll give you a couple of examples. Around October, November, I was trying to get in a family sized car and at the time it was around 21,000 USD when I calculated the duty it was over 70,000 CDs so I stopped it a few days ago a friend of mine was trying to bring in a small car a Chevrolet Chevrolet Sonic hatchback very small car and the uh, FOV the FOB was $10,900 alright the duties on that car is over 47,000 CDs Alright. Now I've looked at the taxes and I they are about sixteen, seventeen, and then I see about six or seven charges. My first question, has this always been the case? Have we been paying all of this for cars that we import? Or are these because the taxes are plenty, I can go through, you know them already. Has it always been like this or is it a new system where you have seventeen taxes on a car? Thank you, Mr. I hope it's on again. <sighs> Mr. Avle. <laughs> Okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you for you know having me on your program, and uh, I want to use this opportunity to thank, uh, thank uh, good morning to your cherished listeners. Uh, uh, 
the tactics the about 23 is just that uh, you have a, uh, some of them have in escape you and the actual taxes that we pay on the uh, vehicle that we import from outside is around 23 to 23 now uh, initially duties on vehicles that are imported were not so high when government you know at the point in time you know you know, slash about 30% of the actual duty that we used to pay, which is the uh, benchmark value that, uh, the mail that we're making about the benchmark value. But uh, two years ago, when we advised the government that uh, we should not, you know, reverse the benchmark value, but the government reversed the benchmark value back to its normal uh, 100%. So with the rate of the dollar as we speak now and the reversal of the benchmark value prices of you know taxes on imported vehicle are now more than twice the amount that we used to pay previously so if per your your uh, statement that uh, you had wanted to buy a vehicle last year and the price you thought that it was high my advice is that you better buy it earlier else it will continue rising and again and again till the government do something about it because as we speak now the reverse of the benchmark value has you know uh, it cut across all the tax elements and this will you know so you are saying that uh, it will it will get worse so yes. and then maybe i'll take uber <laughs> I can't, because I can't, I can't afford it. Now, do you know the difference between some of these taxes? For example, I see import VAT. And the import VAT, it looks like the base they use to calculate the import VAT is higher than simply the cost of the car. Do, 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 do they explain the basis for using these tax bases? Where for the import duty, for a, a car that's 112,000 cities, is 12,000, so it's 10%. But for the import VAT, the figure seems higher. So is it that they use other things in addition to the cost, insurance, and freights to calculate the base? Yes, uh, as as you rightly said, uh, initially when uh, when the, the value is given to you, when duty value is given to you, there are three categories that are given depending on uh, what you call it, the features on that uh, vehicle. That will determine the category that your 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 the duties value that is given to you. Now, at the point in time, there there was this of, uh, opportunity given to uh, importers that when the value you think the value is high, you can apply so that they have a second look at it and it will give you the one that is lower. But the reversal of the benchmark value has you know closed that chapter. So if the value is given to you now. There's nothing you can do about it. So that is the, the position that we, the situation that we find ourselves now. Mm. And then th- there are so many taxes with the name COVID. And va- look, for example, there's a network charge. There's a network charge VAT. There's a network charge COVID health. There's also a network charge any child. So on one network charge, you have about four relatives. And yeah. then there are all kinds of... Um, COVID charges. So it's a COVID health recovery levy. Then there's COVID applied to a number of taxes. I mean... Yes, my brother. 
the 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 worrying situation about importers. That's why even today when you go to Temaport, a lot of imported vehicle importers have you know stopped importing vehicles because uh, there are these twenty one uh, ele- tax element. We we know that now COVID is over, but as we speak now, there is still COVID uh, uh, tax free free SHS levy. Um, uh, what do you call it? Everything that every levy is 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 placed on uh, what do you call it? One vehicle. So at the close of day, you see that the car, as you really said, the car that you bought around thousand Ghana thousand US dollars. By the time you finish with the with the the, uh, the tax element, it should be times three the amount that you you even bought uh, purchase the car outside. So uh, making doing business more especially importing a uh, vehicle from outside is now not attractive at all. So probably mm. is the policy of the government to you know stop. Mm. Uh, let, let me ask you another question. So the yeah. companies that are assembling cars in Ghana, do you the dealerships talk to them, and are their vehicles substitutes for the ones that you import? And uh, looking at the policy, it is more or less like the government want to you know do away with the used auto vehicle and it will go into the new assembling vehicle because these. New assembly vehicles uh, companies, they are, they they have exemption tax exemptions. They assemble their cars, bring everything, and they, then assembly here uh, in Ghana. Then they sell at a higher price to we Ghanaians. And we that are bringing uh, the already assembled cars from outside, we are slapped with high taxes. So uh, uh, more or less, like the government is favoring the foreign uh, companies. As against with the already existing uh, used auto dealers in Ghana. So, how is it affecting your business? Are you able to get cars to sell, or are you changing? Is it, I mean, what are you, how are you surviving now? Yes, uh, as we speak now, uh, uh, three weeks ago we went to uh, uh, to Temar, uh, to engage the director general of uh, Port and Harbour at Tema. And they were saying that uh, there are a lot of infrastructures that have been, you know, put in place in Temaport, and that the people, the importers, are not bringing their goods from, uh, so that they'll be able to raise the net direct tax to offset those debt. Now, what is happening is that a lot of people are now reallocating their resources into maybe uh, building or maybe uh, planting for food and agriculture. So a lot of people because. Already, before you, you purchase the car outside, you are at a loss already. As you are saying that, even you, that, uh, uh, what do you call it, loan is available to you to purchase a car. You say you, you now opt for Uber. So, uh, with the business, every business bank, you know, aim at, you know, making uh, profit. So, if the taxes remains as it is, and every day you see that recently I've passed another new taxes in addition to existing ones. So, it means that, the local businessman has no other option but to reallocate uh, his resources into you know other uh, businesses that will you know uh, be able to you know make a little bit of break even. Yeah. Thank you, George Dumenu, Executive Secretary, Chamber of Automobiles Dealership. More comments are coming. I want to read a few, and uh, the the issues are many. Good morning, Bernard. Piling more taxes on Ghanaians and their businesses by a center 
right political party whose philosophy is about liberating the energies of people to make their own choices and supporting businesses to grow is misguided, bad, misplaced, and dishonest. This is Edukweno, MBE. This one is from uh, um, Engineer... Just give me a second. Engineer Okai, longest one. Good morning, Bernard and team. Economic management of an informal economic like ours requires thinking outside the box. It requires a multidisciplinary approach. However, we have a team heavily influenced by investment bankers whose debt appetite is huge, hence our pension for taking on debts with careless abandon. When you place a lawyer in charge of a country, all you do is talk, not build. Lawyers never build. Look at the Chinese leadership model. They are thinking engineers and thinker people who build things. When you have very limited tools in your solution box, every problem will require a nail and a hammer. Unfortunately, our president's view with his team is firing on all cylinders, hence no need for cabinet changes. Or our president's view is that his team is firing on all cylinders, so no need for cabinet changes. This economic debacle is clearly self-inflicted. Engineer Okai Wright sends that to me. Um, Bernard, did you know that there was a factory called Bast Fibers in Kumasi that produced jute sacks for our cocoa exports? Today, it's collapsed and we import those sacks from Indonesia. To bag... Jute and sisal is grown and exported to Indonesia and other countries. Okay, let me finish my point on sovereignty. So, Sky, I'm giving you two examples. On the food sovereignty side, we are discouraged from doing our own local poultry. We say, oh, Ghana is not competitive in poultry, so let's yeah, import so let's import chicken from China, uh, from Netherlands, from US, and from the EU. Let's just produce layers. So we just do layers because we, we can't. So so somehow, even though who said we can't? There oh, there are reports. Uh, Graham quoted the Dutch business reports that said that oh, from all indicators, the Ghanaian economy's production of poultry broilers is so weak. That we can, they can export their broilers to us, and that the, the and I'm linking this to Greek. So you say you are doing PFG, you don't, you don't, you don't import maize, but you don't have enough maize to feed your poultry because there's a policy that you cannot because you need to spend dollars to buy chicken, so that you can depend on the need for dollars, all right. So I'm saying that the policy and your grandma this very eloquently. The the policy of producing cash crops as against food crops is misguided, right? It's not an either or. The fact that you produce cocoa and coffee doesn't mean you can't feed yourself. And I'm saying that during COVID, we're exposed. We didn't produce enough rice. We don't produce enough maize to be competitive to even export tomatoes and all those foods. We focused on producing so-called cash crops. Livestock most as well. most cocoa import. farmers are poor. We import livestock. Finish. You have cocoa. Nice. You go import a lot of the chicken that these chicken companies give you. Ten-year-old chicken frozen in the sheep and goats. Right from Burkina. Now let's let's come to let's come to. So what? So you are encouraged to produce certain so-called cash crops so you can feed yourself so you depend on foreign loans to pay for the appetite created for foreign food all right so because you eat foreign rice and foreign chicken and all those things you have to look for dollars and that's why your government goes to the euro bond to borrow second example crude oil you are net you, you produce crude oh don't refine it so tall must never work so let ndc mpp destroy it with their politics mm-hmm. so so just like for cocoa you produce cocoa beans and export it to netherlands belgium and they bring chocolate that you go to switzerland and buy and come and give to your children to eat foolishly that you brought them present you travel to belgium and go and buy chocolate and put it in a bag a red bag and can't give it to your children that, oh i went to Switzerland and i brought you chocolate to come and eat all right so you only get money 
for the raw cocoa beans, which is less than 5% of the overall value of the chocolate bar. So your cocoa farmers will be poor. Okay. Then crude. Oh, Ghana, we can't invest in oil. So you produce crude. Toil will not work. So sell the crude on the international market. Then look for dollars and let BDCs get money to now import finished product. And then all your CD. So your whole Bank of Ghana, what do they do? They are, they are trying to tame inflation. By why is inflation going? The inflation you are getting is imported inflation. It's exchange rate inflation because the point is that once the U.S. Fed reduces their raises their rate, all your portfolio investors are moving out. Your currency is falling, and once your currency falls, if you needed ten CDs for the dollar, now you need twenty. That just means that you you are looking for dollars, so you go on the euro bond market. So it's a cycle. You know? So it starts from production. So the dependence on now something that ah, Sky, I'm in Ghana. Uh, Senor Hussi produces rice at uh, Adaklu. Okay. Yes, maybe he will import a tractor. Fine. But the rice is from here. So a country that produces and feeds itself, do, what do I need dollars for? I go to Google Rice. Give me doll- rice, I'll eat. But you see, oh, we need rice from Vietnam. We need long grain perfume rice and give it some fancy name. So $300 million every year goes there. Commander Sugar Factory, they will fight. Don't do it. You go import sugar from Brazil. You need dollars. So it's a system. They tell you, chicken, oh, you go import because your people can't produce chicken. So Christmas, oil. Now the company that's producing oil, Wilma, you are using taxes to destroy it. They are struggling. So you go and import sunflower oil from some place for your Christmas chicken, your rice from Vietnam, your sugar for rice water from Brazil, your chicken from US, all with dollars. Right? Now that's what I'm saying. You cannot have monetary sovereignty if you don't have food sovereignty or energy sovereignty. We can say the same for oil. So the, in the oil discussion, it's the same. Produce renewables. You spend money, both NDC and MPP, to build huge plants that require fuel from abroad. Meanwhile, they are renewables. You don't develop solar because solar, to make you sovereign, you don't want it. You see, and our leaders are complicit. They know. So, Akosombo, Akosombo is not enough. No problem. They do bon, uh, bon. Almost all the plants, AXA, this, that, they are all importing fuel. Isn't it recently that some government said, let's now re-inject? They were even flaring the gas. Guys, can you imagine? You produce oil. You have excess gas. You are burning it into the air. It's only recently that they started re-injecting it. And now they are doing, uh, uh, what do you call it? Um, regasification. And I'm saying that this dependence on the US dollar, is not just a Ghana problem. That's why BRICS and Co. It's a system. Japan's debt to GDP is over 200%. They are not at IMF. Almost all the G7 countries, their debt GDP is above 100%. Why? Because they have monetary sovereignty. You don't. So, no sensible country should be going to borrow in dollars. Right? Because, as I've given you a senior example, if, I, if I, I'm in my country, I want to eat my rice. Why do I need US dollars to buy senior's rice? Think about it. Do I need, do I need euro bond to buy senior's rice? So, eat what you grow, grow what you eat. Basic. Use your local resources to produce your power. Then you can build from there. You can build from, you can add value to the agric, add value. Then you can say, for high-level machines, you can import it because you are not yet at Japan's level. So maybe you want to do shoe factory. So you go and bring a machine from Hungary. That I can look for dollars for. So your external debt is always going to be small. But in the past two decades, your external debt and your appetite for so-called Eurobonds. Oh, they came and said, oh, you guys, Ghana is doing so well. Africa rising, middle class, yada, 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 yada. You all went to Eurobond. You borrow so much. Now, you are negotiating with external creditors to get an IMF deal of $3 billion. It's disgraceful. 
That's why Engineer Okan is telling you that. You see, the economics we learn, I'm, I'm always telling me, if, if what you learn hasn't empowered you to be free, you don't really know it. If what you claim to have learned hasn't taught you the skills to be free, you don't know it. So knowing something is not just understanding theoretically that A plus B is equal to C, or that if you spend one million by to start a radio station, you can you do it? Right? Talk is cheap. What have you built? And I'm saying we are our economic leaders have not shown that they know what, how the economy works. Based on the example I gave you, I just gave you three, and these are three. It's a triad. Financial sovereignty or monetary sovereignty is linked to food sovereignty and energy sovereignty. Think about all the policies we've invested in. You've covered parliament for a long time. Look at the deals, the loans Ghana takes to do power plants. How many of those power plants were in the renewable sector? And I'm not saying you should only do renewables. But if the objective of our energy policy is sovereignty, so if you go to the Ministry of Energy, you say, oh, we want power availability, power accessibility. That's not a serious country will say, Ministry of Energy, our overall objective is to be energy sovereign because Russia is energy sovereign. Why do you think in the war, when they started fighting, the Europeans said they've ditched, uh, uh, they claim that the, what do you call it, energy transition is on hold because they didn't have energy sovereignty. Russia was giving them gas from Gazprom. They said they've given Russia sanctions. Now they have to in- import gas from Russia. If they don't do something about their own coal plants, they'll go cold in winter and die. And you are sitting here, even food that you eat, you can't produce it yourself. You do meetings, you have conferences, ministers talk big. You still don't have enough wisdom to produce food to eat. Meanwhile, you're going to Harvard. How? What, 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 so, why do you think, what does Harvard do for me? I don't need Harvard for anything. I need sense to free myself. That's what my, so it's not about where you go to school or what degree you have. Oh. The test of if you know something is, are you free? You are not. Look at your country, look at Banana Republic. Every three years you are at IMF. They bring some technical companies that are BOG, who was probably your junior in business school, can't tell you da 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 da, and you're happy. And you come back and tell us that you've succeeded, and we should vote for you. And you go back and do the same thing. It doesn't make sense. And it's, it, it's, I don't even know what language to use it again. And look, see, we are lucky to even be able to say these things on air for free. It's not as if like you have to go to some big school to learn it. It's very simple. It's not like, we are, you know, it's, it's not some big, and what I'm saying is not even a wild economic idea. It's simple, it's common sense. You know, but it, if common sense cannot be applied, it should tell you that there are more institutional and serious um, structural inbuilt um, what's the word I want to use? In, inbuilt systems to keep you where you are with the complicity of your leaders. Because the, what I'm saying to you, you, what I'm saying it makes sense to you, but you can't do it because somebody has taught for 50 years to keep you there. And the person's plan includes the way you hate your, yourselves, the way you were educated, all the things that you do. They know your taste. They've used all those things against you. So you think you are free, but you are not. You, so, and and they've, they've studied you so bad. Because you, when you go to conference, you're just going to drink tea, buy perfume, and come back and come and give it to your girlfriend. So you think that you are wise. You are saying they know that's what you want. So you know when they are coming to think, to think about how to... To keep themselves wealthy and to keep Africa poor. No, you know, you are not thinking about that because they know that you just give him two bottles of champagne, give him some perfume, and look for some people for him to have fun with that evening. No, it's okay. <laughs> so you can you can't be free because you are not deep, you are not thinking, you are not 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 angry. And anger is not shouting, anger is thinking. You see, an angry man is not a man who shouts. Who. Uh, see, this is what I'm saying. We know some people have vowed that we will never develop, and we are happy. Because when we go and they give us loan, they come and say, Charlie, Ghana, if they try, 
because they invited me to Guild or Harvard or Boston Consulting Group to say something. Meanwhile, our citizens can't feed themselves. We can't manage the alarm. Say, our light is off. But once we win elections, we are okay. Ghanaians, think, oh. Think. And your children, oh, they'll chicken, pizza. They, they eat, oh, when you give me, daddy, I don't like this food. I don't like, back to the village food bazaar. Carry a choma for your child. I don't like a choma on KFC. They are building their slavery into your child. So he too, you get up and become a KFC eating whatever. When so he won't eat his own food, give him Agbelema, Agbelikaklo. No, he doesn't like Agbelikaklo. Is that is the yaki? You have to beat it out of him. <laughs> Agbelikaklo is yaki. God bless you. He wants to eat, you know. And I don't want to spoil somebody's business, but it's part of this because ah, why, if you eat chicken, why do you think they? Why you think KFC will go and use your chicken to do their their thing? No, I'm bringing from somewhere. So it's, it's part. So if you are not, if you are not food sovereign and you're not energy sovereign forget it and nobody will hand that to you on a silver platter you must go to his china china pork you lie but they don't, they don't agree it's a national security issue food is a national security issue go to china pork because if they don't have pork they'll rebel so even though they don't have a democracy like you do people have food to eat that's the beginning of freedom but, but we there we sit here every day. Eh? No, they have democracy. They call it I'm, democracy. I'm, I'm talking from a Western perspective. Yes, <laughs> they they are happy. They call it democracy. Because what's the point when you are, and you see that's why I keep telling you that it's not democracy that's on trial. It's leadership that's on trial. So every time we make like oh Africans democracy is not working. There are African military leaders who are equally bad, right? And there are there are Scandinavian democracy leaders who are producing very good economic development. So the problem is not democracy. The problem is that your leaders don't have your interest at heart to deliver the leadership you need. That's the point. And I'm saying that, let's, exp- let's think about different models. Okay? The Asians have shown that it's possible. They've shown, and they, they've, and they, when they were coming to the party, initially people resisted, but they said, no. But we, there, we, go and meet our AU, take pictures. Then we'll go and get people to sponsor our own AU meeting. We can't even pay for our own meetings. There's no ideas now, even our investors taken over by ideas, neoliberal ideas. We can't even think independently and say, this is the way to go. We can't. And once we wear suit and speak big English, we think we are better than our neighbor. That's not the way to develop. It's, it's a sad commentary on a very complicated issue. I'm oversimplifying many things, but I'm saying to you that if you are not food sovereign and if you are not energy sovereign, forget it. You can't show me one country in the global north or the global south that is free or doing well which hasn't gotten these two sovereignties even singapore with their little resources look at their port system that a company from singapore is so powerful that they are doing oil here and so fast to buy and bath wilma is a singaporean company they are so powerful and so organized that they employ thousands of Ghanaians in tema producing soap margarine cooking oil rice from a small when city state. That, people don't understand what you're saying. No. Say Freitor. Yes. <laughs> in your city. And this country used to be like this country used to be like us in the sixties. But he knows he, this is the thing. He didn't just go to school to speak English. He understands how to change his people's but it starts from the heart. Do you have so a leader who loves you is not the one who gives you money to vote for him. It's the one who invests in your freedom. A leader who loves you is not the one who gives you 
money to vote for him. He's the one who invests so that your children shall be free. So Lee Kuan Yew loved these people. We can't say that about a lot of our leaders because they are not thinking about our future. They are not. So if you look at 30 years, Lee Kuan Yew, he's free these people. They are at the height. They come, they, 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 they can compete with everybody. You can go to the same class in law school and do better than him in class. But when he gets back to his country, they'll finish you because you don't have anything. That's the point. So we have to, we have to think soberly about the choices we make, the questions we ask, what we empower, what we encourage, what we believe in. And it has to be aligned to our values. Otherwise, we will not get anywhere. The government will tax, you will make noise, they will, you, they will collect the money. They will do their campaign, they will do their election. You can't do anything about it. Because most people don't think like that. Most people are just interested in supporting the party they like because their money is from their hometown. And so long as you think like that, you will never be free. If I vote for someone from my hometown, how does he help me? How much money can he steal and give me? Even if he goes to speak my language in the presidential palace, how does that help me? When my grandchildren cannot be free. So what, what's the point? So, but why do we think like that? But they know that that's how you think. So they'll use that against you. And you'll keep doing it. Huh? You will die and go. So Sky, this is not just a tax issue. It's a whole economic system that our leaders have sold us into. Yeah. Shall I play mm. some until the philosophy something? Ah. <laughs> I wanted to play your song. Which one? War. Yeah. No, I don't want war. No, it's a war. I want it has to be a war. And that one is that one is your you is your own. No, I won't. I don't want to be invited to for questions. Oh, no. <laughs> Where? Where? I don't want to go. <laughs> you know, but you know, um, yeah. <laughs> last time I was asking you a question and we're having, you know, having this conversation about politics and everything. I like where you've sent the conversation this morning. You've said a lot, so there isn't too much I can add this morning, you know. But I asked you a question about if I uh, asked you to list the top hundred companies in Ghana by sector, how many of them would be Ghanaian? <laughs> that day, you, 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 you did not understand me. I didn't know where you were going with that question. <laughs> but would you have a clear understanding of where I was going with that question based on what you've been saying? You were setting traps for me that I wouldn't <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't willing to enter. No, I wasn't setting traps, but you see, I've always wondered about this. And look at a country, you know, we, we, we talk about how we are developing and how we are growing. And I see individuals being mentioned, that's myself. What do those people do? Are they manufacturers? <laughs> Are they the people succeeding? Yes, what do they do? They know how to game the system. So yeah, you know, because like somebody meets you and tells you, Oh, this is Richard the last guy. He's a rich man. He shows up in a Lamborghini something, something. So for somebody like me, the question I ask is, Oh, so what does he do? Oh he He's a he's a businessman. Yeah, what does he do? A businessman is important sales. So most of the time. Yeah, that's what business most of the time. They don't want to game the system. You see, most of the time. They're, and they're the biggest contributors to the political system. So whose businesses do you think will survive? Yes. Okay. So that hence my question that day. The, the, the wealthiest people in this country, and you see, the thing, I, I make this point because the sovereignty that you spoke about, most often than not, will be led by the private sector. Mm-hmm with support from the state using its policies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the countries that I talk about, and Vietnam is a particularly intriguing oh, example Vietnam these days because well, oh. Vietnam in the past 
Vietnam. 15 years Ale? has done a lot of things. I if I were to open my database right now, I'd be able to point at you who the market leaders are in Vietnam who have become Asian powerhouses. Yeah. Not just Vietnamese powerhouses, mm -hmm. but they are local mm -hmm. in what they do, in terms of their rice, mm -hmm. in terms of what, whatever, in what, whatever. Recently, um, we are told that uh, the Thais were interested in our rice project. So are, there's a, some sort of link. Want to invest in Ghana rice. The, the Thais want to, want invest, to invest in, in Ghana rice. Thailand wants to we invest have, in we have Ghana rice. That investment. <laughs> oh, the people signed the thing. You know, I'm just saying. No, we, we can talk about that in relation to what is our overall, of our raw agenda. They, they signed them already. But my point is. And it people... must fit into. You see, his point is that what Vietnam is trying to do, there's a national aspiration. So if you sign an agreement with an American company in Vietnam to produce rice, insofar as that agreement fits into that agenda. Okay, so, but the question is, do, we, just, do we need it? Sky, I'll give you an example. When there's Dumso and we want, we want power, you can go and get inefficient power and put us in debt to give us the power we need. So you are solving our problem, but you are creating a bigger one for us. Because you, know? you are making us energy dependent. You know what this thing So is? what our politicians do is that when there's a problem, they don't think about solving it in a way as to actually free us all. It's an opportunity to make money. Money. It's simple. And also give you a palliative. You want the power here, so power. That's what I'm saying. If you like, analyze all the power plants. Let me give you two examples. I'm, I, I'll give it. COVID. Mm. We supported significant industries yeah. with, with massive money. Yeah. It wasn't joke money. Look, most of those companies or entities, if they had gone to banks, would not get that kind of money because we needed something. Now, the hope would have been that post that, the capacities of some of these institutions would have been such that they are able to grow really fast and into other places. Which one? Well, I, mean, I don't know what they gave them. I, yeah, but we know they gave. COVID. I will, I will give you. We're going to do vaccines. We put, something, we put something. something, something. What's the largest? You hold on. What's the largest private medical facility in this country? In terms of manufacturing. Manufacturing, research, whatever. You understand? Is it NSK? I don't, I don't want to put names out there, but I'm just saying, if you look at whoever ran whatever it was at the airport, for instance, and yeah. the amount of money yeah. that was made. Yeah. If I walk into where, if, yeah. is there a building where's that's the legacy of where's that? the legacy the of that? The amount of money that was made so it was exploitative. What's the, where is it? So the, do you remember the, the COVID controversy? Yeah. If if if, if you are say for example, if an entity makes hundred thirty million dollars, uh, Wakbip, and then maybe, um, I don't know what's the name of the people who do the tests, uh, whether they are Ghanaian company or not. I don't know whatever their name. Is. Yes, that's the point. That's I'm the making. point he's making. Yeah. Uh, so it was quick money. Where, where did it go into this economy? Oh, they, 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 you they, see, they, that not, grows they, it. They may put up some apartments or cantonments. And I'm coming to the final. So that is, they put up some personal account. That know, locks up the money. That is my final point. I'll get to that point that you just that made. So it stores the value of the money. <laughs> but it's not. You see, real estate is good for store your money. Yeah, they hope to liquidate but, it someday. But you see, this is the other thing. Sorry, I'm cutting you. No worry. If you have ten billion, and you build affordable housing in poor communities, you are solving six, seven problems at the same time. Yeah, I don't think That's what I'm saying. So, uh, see, my point is that, you see, that, that when money is ill-gotten and spent for self-preservation, it doesn't solve social problems, right? Because if you built those houses in uh, Kasua and built some at uh, Ningo Pram Pram and had workers to come to work by train to go to their factories, 
you are solving a social problem. But if you build a six million dollar per unit facility in cantonment, which will be empty for two years, you are keeping your money, but you are not helping anybody. But that's unfortunately how. And that's something I see. The, What's the difference between Krumah and the leaders that? Oh, he he there? loved his country. That that's something. See, I said something this morning. <laughs> I said something this morning. I see leaders touch a heart before they change their mind, and leadership is first a heart connection before it becomes a mind connection. So if he says, if you if you love me, do this. Lee Kuan, you love the people. So he sacrificed to create a system that will free them. And I'm saying that most people who have come after, they all say they love you, but they are looking to enrich themselves or their relatives or they are side of the, the coin. Which, which is the point I'm making. So they are not really thinking about you. You see, so that's the problem. The sovereignty that we are talking about will be difficult to come by because if I went to Morocco right now, mm-hmm. I can point at you the largest energy producer in Morocco. I mean, but they have a key, no? They don't even have democracy. <laughs> they looked at the deserts recently. Have you seen the, 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 I think it's like the largest <laughs> solar farm out of the Western world is in Morocco. Mm-hmm. It's massive. Charlie? They've tried to put their money there. So there will be that level of energy sovereignty that you are yeah. looking yeah. for yeah. some time to come. Yeah. The projects are there. Yeah. Okay. For me, I think that we could attain this if we actually had substantive capacity in these things that we can point at. I, I look at all... The, we, we recently were talking about this... You know, Ghana is like a hub. All these kinds of people visit. They party. They say they talk about investments, the money that is coming in. Yes. So I'm asking myself, how does it uplift the country? Where is it? Yeah. Where does it go? Let me, even, let me even bust your bubble. If I had, if I had money to invest in either agriculture or tourism, I'll choose agriculture and not tourism. You know why? Tourism is not a bad sector. But you see, tourism, man, it depends too much on the external. Because once foreigners mm. come, you have to give them foreign artists. You have to give them foreign food. You have to give them all kinds of things to keep them going. So a lot of your money still goes back out. Not necessarily. No, I'm giving you an example. It's a comparison okay. between agri. Right? Now, the reason why this is important is 1D1F. <laughs> How can you have a country that's doing 1D1F and yet... Is going through a deindustrialization where industries are collapsing. Yeah, I mean, industries are moving out. They are saying, I do one D one F. So, it's easy to use the look. Fort Estate did a recent work on one D one F companies. A lot of them had. They had just been left. Some of them had employed few people. Most of them in debt. Yeah. Yeah. So the the policy. That's Most of them don't have takers. It's not. It's not enough to have a good slogan. And I make it simple. I'm saying you want economic sovereignty. So it starts with food and energy. Right? But if you don't start it from that level and you just want to build factories because it's good to do factories because when you study industrial economics, you must go from agri to industrialization. Everybody can do something. But the reason it will not change things is that it's not well thought through and it's not even well possibly intended. You see? You get me? So, and this, this point is making about money and the way it's distributed. I think it's a very important point because how people make wealth in a country is also important in the way that development occurs. You know, so maybe on a different day, I'll explain to you what I meant by investing in agri versus tourism. And I'm not saying don't invest in tourism. I'm just saying that if sovereignty is your objective, your choices will be very clear. If sovereignty is your objective, your choices will be very clear. It does not appear to be our objective. I'm just saying, let's do a simple exercise. Yeah, Abeku, uh, just 30 seconds, I beg you. Who are the five largest farmers in Ghana? Put it together and what they contribute to 
what we do here. I don't have the liberty to mention. No, I, yeah, I know. I, I'm just saying. But even they themselves will tell you that if you put what they do together, their net worth, uh, output of food, and you compare that to, we, we could decide to make a, a, a comparative analysis of who their contemporaries would be around and see just how much of a dent they make. Mm. You understand? If I take the largest farmer in South Africa, if that person decides to stop producing milk, sure. what it means? And ask yourself what it means for somebody in Ghana to say, I won't grow cocoa or I won't grow pear or I won't grow cassava in a day in Ghana. You see what I'm talking about. Bernard, a big one sacked me. <laughs> this is the, the city's biggest conversation. Join the conversation on the City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3. Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973. And Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973. With the hashtag CityCBS. Anyway, uh, grabbing your favorite drink for all your different occasions can be tricky sometimes, but you don't need to stress. Your favorite Coca-Cola has you covered. So if you want to grab your favorite 300 ml Coke Classic, it's selling at five CDs and the same size 300 ml Coke Zero Fanta and Sprite. They are all selling at four CDs. Now, if you want more Coke, you can get the 1.5-liter Coke Classic, which sells at 20 CDs and the same size, 1.5-liter Coke Zero, Fanta and Sprite, and they all sell at 18 CDs. Bring the excitement and fun to all your occasions and enjoy the real ice cold refreshment with your friends and family. Now, Standard Water has been providing water in the last 25 years, and they have all kinds of great product offerings. They've got sachet water, 
bottled water, dispenser-mounted jar water, customized water for your parties and other special occasions. Standard water is available for purchase from supermarkets, retail shops, and sales delivery trucks. You can call them on 0202-055-703 or 0547-334-385. And this ad is FDA approved. Now, the College of the College Educational Services is a test prep center with practical experience providing excellent tuition services for students, health professionals, and general immigrants preparing to sit in uh, to sit for various English proficiency tests, ILTS, OET, TOEFL, UKVI, PTE, Praxis, and SAT. You can call them on 0200-397-955 or send them a WhatsApp message on 0243-614-654 for further inquiry or find them near Wisconsin University College, North Ligon. This ad is sponsored by Vodafone Business Further Together. Okay, so let's take some of your comments um, coming in regarding what we've been doing for you this morning. Ben, I was telling a friend just yesterday basically the same thing you were saying this morning. The easiest job any man can have is that of becoming the president of a country. You hire people to do the work. If they can't do it, you fire them and bring another person to do the work. It is not like there are no human resources in this country. Is this too difficult to do? This is all about leadership. Why can't we get this? I get so angry at the leadership of this country. This one says, good morning, Bernard. If we have our chicken locally, we will not need so much energy to freeze uh, because you market, uh, okay, you buy live chicken. Also, the people we vote for enjoy not being smart to help uh, deal with our problems. We need you think outside the box to fix our problems. Uh, this is a, a piece of advice to the NDC and the MPP delegates. Let us put business men at the Jubilee House. This one says that, uh, okay, the name is Kwame Efriye Aforo from Dwaya on Kwanta. It says, all these fantastic solutions, they won't take you to Bernard. This one says, our leaders are benef benefiting uh, from the bad system of this country. So they will never attempt to change it. This one says, Mr. Bernard, good morning. We have just lost it all as a country. All hope is lost. And the leaders just don't respect the citizenry. Pathetic. Our leaders should understand that power or authority uh, emanates from the people and the base for that matter. And it is held in trust and exercised for and on behalf of the people from the top. Our leaders must wake up and do what's right. Else... If we, the citizens, rise up, the citizens would not find it, or the, the, the leaders would not find it easy. What kind of country is this that I have found myself in? This one is coming in from, uh, well, it's without a name. It says, good morning, Bernard. Charlie, you have spoken power. We will never make progress if things don't change in this country. We are governed by a manifesto rather than a national agenda. Why can't we have a national plan? so that the parties tell us how they would achieve it. Well, that's why we have a National Development Planning Commission. For some reason, we don't seem to get them to do what, uh, or we don't actually work with them to get what has to be done. Well, this one says, I'm currently trying to import a car into Ghana, paid all my duties, and now an officer on the port, or at the port, is asking for 100,000 Ghana CDs. To do this to do his job and release the car 100,000 Ghana cities, or you mean 10,000 Ghana cities? Because there are how many zeros there? 
in the words 100. Hey, 100,000 Ghana as you do is, oh, in bribe, hey, this is officer to why you are asking for bribe, you ask for small one. This, <laughs> this guy is not a serious guy. Good morning, Bernard. I've learned in business school that one of the canons of taxation is convenience. A time will come where people will not pay taxes and that declare profits, etc. This would at the long run, or in the long run, you want to say, have a significant impact on our economy. Your projection regarding 2027 and that we will be going back to the IMF is possible if we don't start making the right policies now. This one says, today, you can't even buy what we produce here, let alone from our side. Sometimes you pray you can help people around you to survive, but the hardship in the system is unbearable on you. That's coming in from France. Oh, well, the fact is that, Charlie, it's a horrible system we find ourselves in. Unfortunately, it's become a vicious cycle. Nobody's thinking outside the box to fix it. And we have become enslaved by our own lack of judgment and our indecisions. Perhaps in the fullness of time, things will change. Let's keep talking, let's keep working. Thank you. No scissors nor razors shall be upon his head as this is said by the kings of kings and lords of lords or imperial majesty in Peralia as last One final birthday wish to an ardent listener of the City Breakfast with the most controversial person I know, mm. Mr. Eddie Kui of Kui. Team Yuku. I have a fantastic morning. I'm sure we'll meet at Parliament later in the evening. Culture and we 